Jesus nah. Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a Another week of InfoG Radio, episode 516 for May 14th, 2018, and uh, happy day after Mother's Day. If you did not say happy Mother's Day to your mom or go visit her, you are a terrible person. You should go do that right now. Pick up the phone. You only get one. Anyway. Well, we live in a world where you could have two. Well, you could, but you only get one that birthed you. Okay. There. Okay. Birthed you. Birthed you. Don't matter. I. You know what? Let's just move on. Drew is here with us this week. <laughs> I want my name to be Spaghetti. I want my name to be Spaghetti. Oh, uh, and Anthony is with us as well. Hey, I think I'm a regular now. Uh, I believe you will be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, also, Drew uh, will not be here next week because. Um, He's going, going to, he's going to the chapel. <laughs> he's going to get married. Yep. Oh, uh, so it is a week from uh, Saturday. Sa- so it's, it's next this Saturday. coming Saturday. This so coming six Saturday. days from now. Oof. Oof. I'll probably be seeing Deadpool while you're getting married. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, I invited just, you to. I I tried. Just, fucking Deadpool. Just, I tried. Just, Deadpool's just, Deadpool's only twelve dollars. All the spoilers. <laughs> I just sent you. I was, I, when I send your gift, I would just put all the Deadpool spoilers in the. Oh, thanks. In the comments of the gift. <sighs> oh. Anyway, we have a show. We're going to talk about video games. Uh, another exciting thing, Drew. After you get married, you know what the next big event in your life is? Kids, 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 kids. kids. Well, I not, mean, no, it's motherfucking E3. We're not fuck life. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, then never mind. His wedding, uh, his wedding planning is over. He can focus back on video games again. Then. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. No E3. I'm. I. Uh, that is actually a week before I go on my vacation. Oh, uh, see. So. I'm pretty sure. Early I'm gonna, vacation. I'm gonna. I, you know what? I used to have to take time off to watch the press conferences. But now that I don't think there is literally a press conference during my work hours. Most of them happen at like midnight. <laughs> or they happen on Saturday and Sunday now. Yeah. Oh, well then I can watch them other than having to like live stream them at work. Yeah, I think EA's is on Saturday. Bethesda and Microsoft are on Sunday. Sony's is like super late Monday night. Yeah, that's the one that I always want to see and can't. But uh, I'm glad Bethesda's is Sunday. Yep. Because so, it was Monday, either last year or the year before. So yeah, we'll be talking a little bit about that later on in the show. Because uh, oops, I have a feeling I'm referring to. Oops, what happened up there in Canada at that Walmart? 
What happened? That's a, that's a good question. <laughs> I know. The thing that happened when Target Canada leaked um, the Majora's mask, then said, no, it's not actually a thing. We just made a mistake. And then the internal memo said, okay, everybody has to keep their mouth shut up about this. We fucked up. You know what? And yes, that was a real thing. Oh, yeah. All the leaks come out of Canada. What's wrong up there? You guys don't, you guys don't have any like uh, discipline for leaking that shit. That's the problem. Anyway, let's talk about video games. Drew, have you had any time to play video games? Yeah. Kind of? A little bit. Um, the obligatory, I played Overwatch and Monster Hunter World. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I played a few games for review. Uh, the first one being Guns of Icarus Alliance. You know, I've heard about this game for about, I don't know, 15 years now. It's been around for a long time on PC. Yeah. Uh, they just released it on PS4. Um, interesting thing. You know how PS4 is like, I don't want to be able to play with anybody on another system? Well, unless Guns it's PC. Of- yeah. What? What's that? Unless it's PC, because they cross-play on uh, Fortnite and Rocket League and a few other Oh, games. they do? Yeah, on PC. Yeah. It's- oh, there's a there's a cross-naming um, system in Street Fighter Five. remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't care if it's PC because none of their games are on PC. <laughs> I, for, I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot Street Fighter V existed. Um, so did well, a lot of people. As did Capcom. As did Capcom, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, you can cross-play on PC. In fact, most of the people I've played with were PC players. Uh, it even has voice chat. Um, it's a little wonky. Um, but, uh, yeah, Guns of Icarus... Interesting game, interesting concept, but I think the execution's kind of... So what the hell... What the hell is it? It is a... You are part of a crew on a airship. And, and there's, it's literally a ship, isn't it? Yes, it is a ship with like a big, you know, the big wheel for a like pirate ship. It's like a pirate ship in the air. Does it keep on turning? Uh, Yeah. But uh, yeah, the um, the you have three different classes. You have the um, not the captain, but it basically like the, the guy who flies the the ship. There's um, engineers, and then there's also gunners, uh, and it's like a steampunk kind of thing. So there's a bunch of like machine guns and stuff like that. Um, and uh, the classes have different uh, abilities. Uh, so like an engineer can totally get on a gun and shoot, but they don't have uh, some of the special abilities that will help a gun. Uh, they're more of a repair uh, the ship kind of thing. Um, so uh, you, you're flying around. You can either do PvP or PvE. Um, at different mission structure, stuff like that. And uh, you're trying to... Everybody has to work together as a team. If they're not, then you're screwed. Um, and that's the problem with a lot of these people is that nobody's communicating. You know, we got an engine on fire. The engineer's not uh, putting the fire out or repairing the engine. And, you know, the captain's not steering the ship where it needs to go kind of thing. So it's it's really reliant on on teamwork. Uh, but when it works, it works good. Uh, the issue, I think, is that there is some major frame rate issues I had with this game. Uh, it could just be because it's on PS4. I don't know. Um, but, man, that slowdown's crazy on that game. 
Uh, especially when you got a whole lot of stuff. So there's a huge firefight with tons of ships in the air and stuff like that. Um, it's time to upgrade to that Pro, Drew. I, you know, maybe. Get that but, frame rate, son. Nah. But yeah, uh, it's, um, the, it's okay. I mean, I, I got my review up. Um, you know, if you're going into this solo, you may have, you may have a rough time. You need to have some partners with you. That's always been the case with the uh, PC game, too, which is the reason why I didn't play it, is that yeah. it was very much like, hey, you should probably <laughs> probably have some friends, which, you know, puts me out of the running. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I played that. Um, also uh, reviewed another game, Um Fuck, I just lost my mind. Laser League? Is that the one? Laser League. There you go. Yeah, I was going to say, the thing you played with me? Yeah, that's it. Laser League. Uh, Laser League is the next game by the creators of Ollie Ollie. Um, is it really? Yes. Yeah, it's Roll 7. Roll 7. Oh my god, okay. So, if the player base is there, this is the next Rocket League. Um, it is a very simple concept. You have two teams. Uh, if you run over a node, it creates a laser. Uh, and you try to get the other team to run into the laser and get eliminated. You can run over their dead bodies to resurrect them. You're your teammates. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the game. What it does is throw tons of monkey wrenches into the mix with different classes. So there's like classes that can phase through uh, the lasers. There's classes that can steal lasers, uh, enemy lasers, and turn them into their lasers. Uh, there's a guy who can straight up just murder a guy with a sword. There's the, the, the smash guy who uses a shield to bash a guy into a laser. There's tons of different variations, and it's fantastic. Like I, I can't, I can't stress enough how much people who like these simple, I guess sports is is I, I wouldn't consider it a sport game, but it's kind of like you know how Rocket League's not necessarily a sport, but it's uh, well, I mean they call them all esports, really. But... Yeah, this is definitely an esports game, so it's kind of like an isometric or a top-down view of a field or a pitch, as they call it, and. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, you can either play doubles, which is two versus two, or you can do the classic mode, which is three versus three. Um, and yeah, if you lose a round, uh, the, the losers get to re-choose their classes. So if something's not working, they can mix up the classes. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's real simple, easy to pick up and play. I suck at the game. Uh, me too. Yeah, we both suck at the game. Uh, it does allow for AI play um, if there's not enough people online. Now, I played this game after it launched. It launched, I think, with, for the Friday or Thursday or Friday. Yeah, and it's also free with Game Pass. Yeah. There wasn't that many people playing. I got into one game that had one guy in it. Nobody, seems to, yeah, nobody seems to be talking about it, which is weird. That's the and problem. It's got great reviews on PC, and if you have Game Pass, I definitely give it a shot because even against AI, 
or with AI, because the AI partner could be on your side too. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, one thing that I thought about afterwards, um, after we played it, Drew, was uh, that not only for like actual play does it make sense um, as like a esports sort of title, but I thought about it, and this is probably the easiest thing to watch too, which makes it better in a lot of ways. For like, I would watch like really good players of Laser League play Laser League because. I don't want to follow multiple people around when trying to watch a competition. That's the reason why fighting games work so well, is because there's one screen and both people are on the same screen at the same time, and there's no following different players. Right. Uh, Laser League, everybody's on the same screen. And it's really interesting, because we had matches go for... Like, we'd have we'd start up the match, and we'd kill all the guys or we'd get killed in seconds and then there's ones that were running at least like five minutes yeah the comeback potential in this game is fantastic and and nothing is like nothing is better than just starting up a node right as the other guy's running for it and watching him disintegrate yeah it's like uh, it's played off like a futuristic. I think, oh God, what's what's the, the the title screen? It says, uh, uh, "Welcome to like twenty one fifty or something like that." It's like a futuristic sport. Everybody like dresses in what looks like almost like football gear or maybe uh, baseball gear. Some of them have like baseball caps on, and it's all like very neon uh, aesthetic. The music is fantastic. It's like uh, techno. Um, Electronica kind of stuff. Uh, just the whole vibe of that game is fantastic. You like uh, Tron. Yeah. If you like your memories of Tron, <laughs> let me rephrase that. If you like your memories of Tron and you're like, I really wish there was games that looked like how I remember Tron looking, this is it. This is how it looks. And what, like, the customization options, the fact that you can have, like, your lasers that go up look different. So you can have, like, a different pattern on the laser. Like, it just, it's a really, really, like, you can customize how your character looks, not only by, like, the class, but the different options. So, like, different teams have different sort of looks, because the, um, I can't remember what the team was, but it looked like a diver suit, almost. Yeah. It really just, there's a lot of potential for this, but there needs to be the player base, which is an issue. Um, but if you have game pass to the one person that listens to this podcast but um you know tell your friends because it is a it is a value there that like you're paying for already it, it's it's something that i think people look at and get the wrong idea though because i thought when i saw the name and saw like the title screen i was like oh it's like a first person shooter or something and then no it's not at all it's like a really well done new sport basically, because if I wanted to play a sports game, I would hope it looked like Laser League to some extent. Yeah. And uh, But they have their own rule set and everything. Like, yeah, I just... That's a game that needs more people playing. Yeah, that was... Or cross-play with PC. Yeah, that, that would work too. I think if they get the word of mouth out there about this game, it could be something huge, like Rocket League. But... um 
if the player base isn't there, that game's kind of dead in the water. I hate to say it, even if it is good. You know, I mean, Rocket League yeah. originally started off not very popular, and if people remember, that's the second game that they made that was like that. Yep. Super the first game was like acrobatic robot. supercars. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually um, Laser League is really really good. I think everybody out there should try it. At least try it if you have Game Pass. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. Uh, it's it's just easy. It's so simple to play. Like I played the tutorial. That was that was my realization when I said, "Oh, there's something to this game," because I played the tutorial. And it's, it, they give you just the rundown. Activate a laser. Uh, make a guy hit a laser. Uh, you, they gave you the class, the shocker class, which shocks a guy and it stuns them for a second. And that, that gives them time for the laser to get you know come in and hit them. And I was like, okay, this is real simple. And then it said, we suggest you check out all the other classes. I'm like, what? And so I looked at the other class. Like, oh, my God, there's a guy with a shield. And there's a guy that can, like, you know, snipe people with a teleport and stuff i was like wow this is way deeper than what i thought and that's why i was like oh wow this is something special here so yeah definitely give that a shot if you can um i can say that i am playing omen site yep i can't talk about it it's basically the sequel to stories Yes, the same people who made Stories, The Path of Destinies, which, if you remember, uh, was one of my top games of that year when Me it too. came out. Me too. Uh, I uh, I am playing the sequel to that. Um, Pseudo-sequel to that, I should say. Um, can't talk about that just yet. That comes out, what, Tuesday? Tuesday. Okay. Um, I did... St- I started a game... Which is probably a mistake. Uh-oh. I started playing Divinity Original Sin. Yep, that's a mistake. And uh, I put like three hours into it and said, ooh, I really like this game. Oh, uh, before your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll probably only have three hours into it like a month from now. You think your, wife, problem. You think your wife would be upset if you tried to bring your PC? On the honeymoon? Yeah, yeah. She'd, she'd murder me. I wouldn't be married anymore. I'd be dead. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, I, I did start that the other day, and because I was, it's been sitting there, and I'm like, everybody just talked up Original Sin two, but I want to play Original Sin one before I play Original Sin two. I know you don't have to, but you know, yeah, you know. Uh, that's about it, I think. Good. Okay. Yep. Okay, so we move on to Anthony, okay? Okay. Um, the, um, one is bad, okay? Okay. You need to hand it up to the front of the classroom. Um, <laughs> Mr. Mackey aside, um, uh, so I'll start off with something I picked up because I mentioned it last week that I didn't play it and it's gonna come out and I'm gonna end up playing the new one, so, uh, it was only 15 bucks too, so I was like, alright, well, yeah, to play it on Xbox, I'll do that. Um, I paid $15 for the Red Dead Redemption Game of the Year edition. It's in one of those Xbox One, Xbox 360 cases, which is kind of weird. All the discs have Xbox One and Xbox 360 printed on them, so it's a complete new pressing of it. Um, that game, 
I am only playing it on a standard Xbox One. I can't imagine playing it on the Xbox One X, but oh my god, that game looks amazing. Oh, you ain't uh, seen shit till you've seen that son of a bitch running 4K. Holy oh, mother of oh, god. Yeah. I can I can imagine, because it was like looking at it, it was like, other than some of these textures, I mean, most of this stuff looks, and like, you forgive the textures when you know the size of the game, because I do know how big it is. I just, I, I just didn't have an interest at the time. My father was like, I really want to try that, so I bought it for him for like a gift of like Father's Day or something like that. And then uh, I watched him play it, and then I got him Undead Nightmare for his birthday. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was like, eh, like, it looks neat, but I'm not super interested into it. Um, and then that was on the PS3, so I was like, well, I don't really want to keep plugging in my PS3 or switching HDMI cables to it, so I picked that up for $15 and was like, well, I'll play that. And then looking at it, I was like, oh yeah, this will be something I'll play. Um, I played more Rich than 102, I think I'm ready to write the review, so... What I'll say is, uh, if you haven't played Witch in the Hundred Night, go play Witch in the Hundred Night, because it's likely less money for the same sort of experience. Yeah, this is a weird sequel, because I don't feel like it's added as much as it's <laughs> I, I, would, for a sequel. I would think it's a weird sequel, because, like, who asked for this? Well, that too. <laughs> I, I just, it's, my, my, my biggest, my biggest issue with it, I think, is that, um, if Witch in the Hundred Night had been the buggy PS3 game I've heard of, because I never played the PS3 version, but I heard that it was it had some issues, and that they when they fixed it when it went to PS4. If Witch in the Hundred Night 1 wasn't on PS4, okay, maybe I can understand why a sequel would be PS4. Like, okay, it's a new game. If you like the gameplay, you can play it on your PS4, so you don't have to play it on your PS3 or whatever. But Witch in the Hundred Night 1 is on PS4, and I find the sequel is a less visually interesting version of that. And, like, I just kind of point to the tutorial of Witch in the Hundred Night as, like, that's really nice looking. And then, like, Witch in the Hundred Night 2 has been forest and forest and forest. And then when you go inside, every interior looks the same. And it's just, I go, this is okay, um, it still has that Disgaea art style. I don't know how to describe it otherwise. Like, uh, NIS America, NIS games have a very unique sort of Japanese drawn style. Like, the coloring is very unique, too. I just don't really care for any of the characters in this. Um, even the cross-dressing crow. Um, that I, you heard me correctly. Uh, it's just... It's not, like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird to be playing a game so similar to the last one. And I'm sure there's, there are changes. It's just not enough to be, like, play the sequel over the original. Like, no, I just go play the original. If you have any interest in, like, a Japanese take on, like, a Diablo game. Um, but I thought about it even more, like, Diablo, the... And, like, I have not played Diablo, but I've played Diablo-like games. So, like, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance was my first jump into that type of thing. Part of the fun is when you're going through a dungeon, picking up a sword and being like, how is this better than what I have now? And equipping on the fly. You can't do that, really, with 
Witch and the Hundred Knight, because it goes into his stomach, and then you basically have to, ch- you like, check out um, all the items in your stomach by warping back to the main area um, and finishing the level, as it says. So you do that, now you can equip stuff, or now you can, like, upgrade items, which is great, and what I'll do is I'll upgrade items, I'll be strong enough to finish an area, go into the next area, and all these enemies are way stronger now. So I just have to keep grinding to get, like, one part further, and every time it gives me a wand, because there's different types of weapons, the wands are supposed to be ranged. I only seem to get blue ones, which do ice walls, right in front of me, and at that point, kind of defeats the point of going into the mode that has, or the um, facet that is more magic-based, because I can't attack close other than like what's close to me, and if I take hits when I'm in the um, magic facet, uh, I take more damage. So, And it seems like enemies I was fighting right before the boss that I've met, it's, they're so much stronger than me, it's like nothing is hurting them. I'm over leveled for the the screen before, like the the section before that. So there's this constant balance of trying to find where I should be, and it's just annoying because it's the same steps over and over again. And I don't feel like sitting in menus going, "All right, I'm going to upgrade all my weapons to the next level so I can do more damage." to get through another area, only to find out that the screen right after, it's enemies that I can't beat, because I have to go back and grind to get items, because you have to have both items and mana to upgrade items. I'm done talking about it. You'll read it in my review, or you won't. Um, (laughs) But if you have any interest in... in, in, If you have any... It's not a bad game, I want to make that clear. It's just it's small little tedious things, and the story isn't enough to kind of keep you going. Um, But Witch in the Hundred Knight the first one, has been around, I think, two years now, at least, on PS4, and it's had price drops, and if you have any sort of interest in a hack-and-slash game, you can't go wrong if it's, like, 20. It's it's a fun game. It's just, it's tedious, that's all. But so is a lot of games. Just know that there's a grind before you enter. Um, but yeah, I, like, I'm not interested in the environments in 2 as much. I, it just, it's weird things where it's like, it's missing the points that would keep me going. Um, I do like the level-up system, but it's a lot of menus. Just consistently, like, 10 minutes in a menu trying to figure out which items are which, and just a little clunky, but it's fine. Um, I played uh, Descenders, um, which is a game on Xbox. I think it's on PC as well. It's an indie game. Um, Ken, you said you played it too. Yes. That game's really good. That game is what I'd what I'd want from a modern take on like a I, I hate to say this, the Tony Hawk sort of game. It's uh, it's mountain biking downhill, and uh, boy, there's some crazy stuff that can happen in that. Um, What's weird like is that it's a fucking it's a fucking roguelike. Yeah, and it's perfect that it's a like uh, a procedurally generated. So every time you go down a hill, it's sure there's chunks of it that might seem familiar, but it's all new, 
and I thought that was really interesting. Um, I, th I wish there was kind of a level editor, because I'd love to see what people can do with the tools. Um, but uh, the fact that it's procedurally generated, and the fact that they also ask, like, hey, is a level broken? I've not run across a broken level. I realize that that's probably something that, like, early, early on might have been a thing, but I have not run across a level that's been broken at all. Um, it's really, really neat. Um, there's some joke items that you can get put on your bike. Like, I got a horn that is a rubber duck. Um, it's... Like, I, the only thing I can say about that is that they chose a lot of more, like, relaxing or like chill out sort of electronic music and uh i kind of want like uh the soundtrack from tony hawk pro skater one i realize it's an independent game so licensing a bunch a bunch of music um you know uh you put your money more towards the game than the soundtrack i'm sure but uh i you know Listening to this game would go well with the offspring. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, 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 yeah would be fucking great as I take a jump off with uh, some of the air you can get in this game. It is it is a blast. Um, if you like BMX games or even like the Tony Hawk sort of games, um, I take a good look at that because that is that is some fun that I will be returning to quite frequently, because I'm not very good at it, I wipe out a lot, um, but, uh, it's, it's fantastic, I wasn't sure what to expect, because it's like, oh yeah, someone's trying to do that, and then I played it, and I'm like, no, oh, they did it, they, there's no try, they just did it, um, it, it's super fun. And then the last game, because I didn't play much this week because I re returned to work and I work overnight, so it's been changing a sleep cycle. has been the game I've been playing. Um, I was looking last night on the... Well, early this morning, uh, looking at uh, the Nintendo eShop. And uh, I don't know why I clicked on it, but there, on the sales page, there was Hotel Transylvania. I was like, why am I getting a feeling I should click on this? I clicked on it, and then I'm looking at the graphics and going... Huh, this kind of looks like could be by way forward. So I watched the video, and sure enough, it's a way forward game. And it's well, I mean, way forward is kind of a ringer for any licensed game. I, I the worst they'll do is an average game, but most of the time they're pretty good. Like their Thor game was good. Uh, the Mummy Demastered was pretty good. Wasn't my favorite. Um, Alien Infestation on the DS is fantastic. So I picked it up because uh, right now it's on sale for well in Canada it's two fifty, and I'm like two fifty for a way forward game, and I tried it out and uh, it's a really good platformer. I have no idea who any of the characters are. I could not tell you what the movie is about or if this follows the plot of the movie, but uh, it's a good platformer, which is what Way Forward is known for. There seems to be no attack button, so you just have to jump on enemies' heads. Uh, it's got that sort of map system that uh, you'd find in a Metroid game, because I don't want to say the word. Um, people used to describe those. Um, and, There's nothing uh, wrong with that word. That word is fine. Uh, uh, it's a Metroidvania. There, say that easy. Is, that is our word. Now, now we all know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right. It's, it's, it's got a bit of a Metroidvania. There's a map on the bottom screen. 
Uh, it does have 3D effects. I didn't know this was a way forward game at all um, until I watched that video. And for 250, I kind of recommend it because you could spend 250 on a lot worse, like a pop, <laughs> a pop machine. A Hotel a, Transylvania game. Right. Hey, you know what? That I, I honestly was like... Is Adam know, Sandler in it? Um, no, there's no voice acting. <laughs> okay. um, this is my bicycle. <laughs> Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was surprised because it doesn't seem like Anyone sort of? I didn't know way forward made a Hotel Transylvania game. That that was my response. Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty looking game, but it seems to have gotten negative reviews on Nintendo Life. I'm just seeing to make sure. Yeah, I don't. I haven't had any issues with it so far. I thought it was pretty good. I, for, again, for two fifty, I've definitely played more for shittier games. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, take a look at it. I, I, if you have, you know, uh, money to spend on your eShop account and don't know what to do with it, and you're still turning on your 3DS, take a look. And that's it for me. Pretty uninteresting when you end it with, uh, <laughs> Transylvania. <laughs> <huh>? Transylvania. <So. laughs> Works for me. Hey, you know, video games, right? Am I right? I have, I have, I have, I have worse stuff in my collections. I should feel bad about. So, um, I got plenty so. of garbage laying around. You know, it's funny. I played that Ben Ten game. I didn't mind it. I've played a lot of those. Kind. Of, I played the OK Go. Was it OK KO game? Oh wow! Yeah. The um, isn't that like a beat 'em up? Yeah, it's not bad. Game too. Yeah. Well, OK KO. Um. The guy who made it is apparently a really big video game fan, from my understanding. So, like the show. So, uh, I'm not surprised that the game... I, I just, I've watched a video of that and was like, this game looks pretty. Like, that game looks really unique in how, like, flat its style is, but 3D at the same time. I, I was like, I kind of want to play it. Yeah, it's alright. It's not a bad game. I played a lot of indie shit this week. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. I'll start off with, I played a game called Trailblazers. So, this is a game that, I guess if you mixed Splatoon with a racing game. Okay. So, you're driving these, like, hover kind of car... uh, Thing like for some reason the aesthetic gives me a real Cadillacs and dinosaurs kind of vibe, which <laughs> I'm reaching way back into the way back machine here. That oh my god! Most people probably won't know, I, but like you got, I honestly don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well it's a cartoon from like the 80s. Yeah. Um. So basically, the the there's characters in this game. There's a beat 'em up. Yeah, there yeah, was a, there was a game. I was gonna say yeah. that's how I know it. I was like, yeah, I'm like, yep. So, I'm looking this up. Yeah, so like the characters kind of give me that vibe. They've got these really outlandish kind of cars. Like one of them looks like a '57 Chevy, but it's like a, you know it's hovers or whatever. So kind of think like Wipeout, but with like goofy cars. Um, but the hook to this game is that you, as you're driving around the track, you press the A button to basically squirt your team's paint <laughs> on the track. 
Um, so it's not like everybody... Just, just press A to just shoot your load. Press A to squirt. So, um, but you, like, when you're racing, like, the, the field is not just you and a bunch of other people. It's you and your teammates against other teams. And as you paint the track, if your teammates go over it, they get a boost. And you can slowly paint uh, the track um, so that you get a consistent boost across the entire map. Now, if you paint over the enemy's colors, then that takes their boost away. Um, you can shoot it behind you or you can shoot it in front of you. Shooting it in front of you takes like more power, uh, and it's used to like slow down enemies in front of you. It's an interesting concept, um, but there's just really not a lot to it. Like, I was, I was going through the career mode, and I'm like, alright, this is neat, is there anything else? And it's like, eh, there's not a whole lot here. But, um, it's a neat game, it looks really good, plays actually really well, but, I don't know. Like, every car works the same, I'm assuming? Yeah, there's nothing special about each of the characters, or If the cars, I think, did different things, like, if a heavier car... You know what I mean? Like, kind of like Mario Kart, how everybody drives differently. Um, if there was something, like, along those lines, I think that would there, flush that game Yeah, there may be bit. more subtle nuances or something, but I didn't really see them. Like, the story mode makes you okay. pick specific characters to play each section of the oh. story mode, so... I mean, it's fine, it's neat, it's a different take, it looks good, it plays good. And there's Like, it's the most non-offensive game I've played in a long time, but it's just... <laughs> It's not something like I'm hopping that up. Scream well for the rest of your list. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's like it's you know, there's nothing there that screams, "Hey, you got to play me," kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I, I think I, that's something that would be fu- more fun multiplayer with like people in the room. Yeah, for sure. Where you can swear at each other and hit each other. Um, not uh, that I would ever I was do. Gonna say, I don't know. I don't know how you play with your friends. Shit. Uh, I, uh, I looked up Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Oh, did you? You go down that yeah. rabbit hole. So there's two things I have to say. One, did it, was this sponsored by Cadillac? Because that was sounds like a freaking copyright lawsuit waiting to happen. I don't know. And two, the aesthetic of it looks like a comic book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of <laughs> the Adventures of Bayou Billy. Yeah, you know, I, I can see that. I don't there's know why. To be compared to. I know. Bayou Billy, man. That was a... That's, a, that's a pretty good soundtrack, too, actually, for an NES game. I like the soundtrack. In anybody that. anybody they, wants my pick for remaster of the decade, remaster the adventures of Bayou Billy? There you go. Um, I, have a, I have a total tangent that I'm going off on. Uh, seeing as how you mentioned uh, like a story mode or whatever, in, uh, what's your favorite story mode in a racing game? There's a story mode in a racing game? Yeah, uh, just in general. I'll say there is there is a story mode. Split second. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Split second, you're, you're a contestant on a television show. Yeah. And you're racing on a television show. And the end of the game, apparently somebody sabotages the television show, like the set, and it ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will never get a sequel to. Nope, because that, that studio is defunct now. Yeah, along with the same game that everybody compared it to, Blur. Yeah, Blur was a different studio, but that game was more Mario Kart than it was yeah. anything else. And yeah, Split was, Second was more of a just a straight-up racing game. Fucking Blur is so good. I like Split Second. 
I, was, I did not like Blur. I was a Blur guy. I like the Mario Kart stuff. Uh, I also, speaking of nostalgia, I also played a game called Raging Justice, which is essentially Streets of Rage. Um, I have a real big beef with that game. It's fine. It plays fine. It's a standard, you know, left to right beat 'em up. Um, you pick up turkeys to get health. I mean, you, you know, the, you know the drill. Mm-hmm. Um, you can jump kick all of the enemies so that you don't die. Like you remember those old strategies? Keep jump kicking the enemies. I mean, it takes like very little damage, but you can they won't hit you. Kind of like you get that yeah. invincibility frame. My complaint about this game is when you finish a level. Uh, so say like you finish stage one, you go on stage two. When you come back to play, uh, the only stage that's unlocked is the one you beat. You can't pick up right at the stage that oh. you started. Oh. So like I learned that the hard way. I finished stage one and I'm like, alright, I'll come back to this later. I came back, I had to play stage one again. No, boo. So that kind of sucks. Like, I get it. You can only replay a level if you have already beat it. But, like, what if I don't want to do the whole game in one sitting? So. Yeah. No, that game's fine. It's like... And I, I mentioned something when you brought it up, I think, last week. Um, that I didn't like the art style. That game screenshots doesn't do it justice. Which no, is like something weird. Like seeing them in motion, they look like stop animation, mm-hmm. which is way more interesting. Like to me than like looking at them like oh it's just a three D polygon thing and like no they look like they took them out of like rendering it like a don- like Donkey Kong. Uh, country or whatever, like they rendered it in something else, and then they brought it in and took frames of animation and put it together. It, it's a, got a neater look than I thought, and I just need to make that clear because I don't want to be like, "Oh, it looked like crap." Because I kind of said that last week, and then like seeing it in motion. So if you have any, like, if you still have any interest in that game, uh, watch it because the, the screenshots don't do it justice. I got a code. Doesn't do a raging justice. I got a code. I want to play it. Yeah, let me know. But I'll probably take it from you. Okay. Jesus. Uh, no fucking yeah, he ain't got no game time. time it's all time. yours. Uh, I also played a game called Hyper. Take all them. Fuck through. <laughs> oh, you're here. Here. Here's a bunch of fucking codes. Uh, Hyper Sentinel. I played that. Um, that is a very retro left to right shooter. Uh, and by left to right, I mean literally, like, you can go left and right, and, so basically there's, like, a stage, and it's, it's, um, like, it's all available from the beginning, you can go left to right, and you can switch direction to shoot the enemies once you build up enough, and destroy enough the level that a boss appears, and then you gotta fight it, uh, it's very loud, it's very pixelated, uh, I like, Fantasy Zone. Yeah, it's, it's alright. It's, um, like, that's what it is, right? Like, you're talking, you can switch your direction, you go yep. around, you have to kill enough enemies, and then eventually you can leave? Yep, it's, and you finish that's stage one. Stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, like, I can't stress enough how loud it is. Like, it's very loud and very, like, lots of crazy colors on the screen. It's all pixelated. Um, and the momentum kind of throws me off when you switch left to right. Like, it's, uh, it takes a little while to get used to. Uh, I checked out, uh, also Ink Explosion that launched this week. That is a twin stick shooter that when you die, it's game over and you start over kind of thing. Oh, so your favorite type of game? Yeah, um, you're basically just like a cross that shoots, and every time you finish a wave, the weapon changes, so like, the weapon would be rockets or spread or 
machine gun or shotgun or something, and you're basically shooting paint. A lot of paint games going on this week, I tell you. Uh, and the last little indie game that I checked out was called Sub Area, and I'm still not sure if I know what this game is. So it's kind of like a top-down isometric perspective. You're controlling this girl running around uh, these little like dungeon-like levels. You have this little ball that uh, is around the outside of you that you control with the right stick. And you can put that on items in the environment to manipulate them. So, like, there's these little robots that are flying around, and you can take control of them and run them into walls to destroy, you know, uh, barriers. You can um, flip switches with it. Like, it seems like every room is basically a puzzle that you have to solve with your little droid. Um, It's different. It's a weird little game. Like I said, I still don't kind of know what it is. Um, the game I spent a lot of time playing, though, was The Swords of Ditto, uh, which is essentially a whole lot of Zelda. Mm-hmm. I thought you were not into that game because it was a uh, yeah. So I was kind of like I was, a like of rogue. I was kind of not feeling it at first because I was playing it and I was like. Um, there's a lot of backtracking, a lot of walking around, doing different stuff, and then I kind of sat down. I was like, "All right, let me let me get into this. Let me let me get its systems in place and, and see how I feel about it." So I lost my first character in a dungeon. You die, you come back. You get to keep all of your items. So like when you finish a dungeon, you get a new toy that allows you to go to the next dungeon. Um, when you die, you get to keep all those. So you just go back to the graveyard where the person died. You pick up their stuff and you continue on. Uh, it also saves all of your fast travel points. So, uh, as I said on Twitter the other day, you get a kazoo that lets you fast travel. You play the kazoo and a party bus comes and picks you up and takes you to the, to the kazoo travel point. That's kind what of you, fun. What, you're, I'm assuming you're playing on, um, Xbox? No, it's only on PS4 and PC. Oh, is it only on PS4? Are you playing on PS4 then? Yeah, I'm playing on PS4. So they have Loco Roco missions or whatever? I haven't seen those yet. Um, but there, I want uh, to see that. There is like a ton of characters in the world that you run into that are really kind of hilarious. Like I ran into this girl dog in a tent, and she was like, uh, I'm scared girl to go... Dog. Yeah, she's like, I'm scared to go out at night... Um, because of the monster, she's like, so I solved my pee problem. I'm peeing in a bottle. I wish I hadn't set it next to my lemonade, because now I don't know which is which. Uh-oh. Oh, I'll be back. Okay. Drew has been summoned! There's people I had to know. Uh, so it's got, like, little goofy dialogue like that. A lot of the characters, like, I ran into a shopkeeper once, um, and I walked in, and he was like, would you like to see my stuff? And I said, sure. And he's like, I just remembered I don't have any stuff. Come back later. <laughs> So, I was like, okay. I, I, I find it weird that uh, Devolver published Swords of Ditto and Minute sort of so so close together because they're two different takes on the Zelda formula. Um, and Swords of Ditto, both of them are like visually stunning for different reasons. Swords of Ditto looks like a Cartoon Network game come to life. Yeah, I, I mean Network the animation come to life. The animation's ridiculous, and I love that the characters are very different when you respawn, so like when you die and come back. Like you come first, back as a different character, right? Yeah, so my first character that I played was this little girl, um, and then when I died and came back, I came back as this dude with a blockhead. And that's who I'm playing right now. Like, 
And what I think is cool is it's got that Majora's Mask kind of um, impending doom vibe. You get seven days, seven in-game days, before you have to fight the final boss. And the way the game is structured is you can go fight her like right at the beginning if you want. But obviously, it lish- yeah, if you're not powered up, you can't. You probably can't kill okay, her. That, that makes it even weirder because then it's s- similar to Minute again. Because like you can like. Sort of try to get to the bosses like the, of the game like very quickly, but you have to do little steps between because there's no way you're gonna yeah. make it there. What's funny about Swords of Ditto is that it also it it borrows a little bit from Breath of the Wild. So like there every dungeon every other dungeon is a toy dungeon, and in those toy dungeons you get a new item that allow you to complete the next dungeon. But in between each one of those dungeons, there's um. Oh, what do they call it? It's like this crystal. It's an anchor. They call it an anchor. Uh, and you finish the dungeon, and you destroy the anchor, and when every anchor you destroy, the final boss gets weaker. So, like, it huh. destroys some of her magic power uh, before the ending. Another, um, all the overworld is standard. Like, it never changes. But the dungeons okay. are all procedurally generated. Now, my problem with this is that a lot of the dungeons are so simple because the logic is basically, you know, here's the things that can happen, so I'm going to build this puzzle based around what can happen and what is going to happen. And a lot of times I'll finish a puzzle in one of the rooms in the dungeon, I'm like, was that really it? Like I just had to hit this switch from a distance and the door open? And then there's some puzzles where I sit there and stare at them for like 20 minutes like, the hell am I supposed to do? So it's a real inconsistent, like, challenge, which is weird. Like, the first time I died, um, I got stuck in a room that I could not for the life of me figure out how to finish, and there, oh, both of the doors were locked, and there was two giant stones, like, jumping up and down. And eventually I was just like, I can't solve this. And it's not like there's a walkthrough, because every dungeon is different. Different. So I was like, okay. And, and I'm assuming at that time there is no one that's, grinded that game to it's like here's the chunk that you're in and we can solve that chunk because that's what they did with binding of isaac eventually that they were like and this is how this room works so like you can almost know where like secret rooms are and stuff because of way the level loads yeah because i mean rogue rogue like games it's it's they're all based um, off of yeah they're all based off of logic of some sort so yeah so is once you have that logic solved. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure eventually someone will be like, and that's how that room is solved. And if you see that, you'll be like, oh god damn it! But, yeah. Um, until, like yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Is there a kill yourself button? Sort no, of things unfortunately, for, like, just there's, reset? there's not a kill yourself button. Unfortunately, but there there seems to be a lot of stuff peppered around the world of that game. Um, that you don't necessarily have to do, and I think that's kind of cool. Like I, I'll stumble across these caves. Um, that will just have, and every dungeon also has a modifier, so every time you go into a dungeon there's this little blue, like, flame head, and he says the modifier for this dungeon is, uh, like, fire does more damage, or, um, when you use your toys, and again, here we're gonna talk about another Zelda game, it borrows from A Link Between Worlds, where all of your toys are using a magic bar. Instead of like, okay. yeah, so when you use them, then it just uses the bar. Like I was doing a dungeon last night where that bar didn't regenerate, and my toys used more of that bar. And I was like, oh, oh. my god. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, are you going to double down on this one, huh? And and then I, and then a guy comes out and kneecaps your character. Yeah. <laughs> so you it, have to 
<laughs> and what's funny is I hit another dungeon that same you know that same run where it was like your health regenerates faster. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, does health regenerate? Uh, if you so that's another piece of the game is you get stickers and stickers are your modifiers. So like you can put them on your head, your sword. So like. Are those permanent per ca- like each character? No, you lose stickers when you start over. Uh, uh, but there's a lot of stickers, and you can buy them uh, from the sticker shop. Uh, and you. All can- I'm hearing is you should buy this game, buy this game, and I'm going, yeah, I should buy this game. I'll it's buy it's pretty good. Like I didn't like it at first, and then after I kind of got into its systems, I'm like, all right, this is this is neat. I'm I'm trying to finish one run because I know you can finish it in like a few hours. It's not a super long game. But I at least want to get to the boss once, whether I win or lose, and just kind of see what happens. So I'm digging the game. It's it's neat. It's a lot better than I than I thought it was going to be. Um, I think that's all the stuff I've played that I can talk about. There's a few games coming out this week that I've played that I cannot. Oh, I can talk about Dragon's Crown now. I forgot. Uh, whoa, whoa! You mean the game from years ago? Uh, that game, the one that the new one that's coming to PS4. I've I've read a bit about it. Uh, yeah, 2013. <laughs> Buckle in, everyone. That's a good game. Um, it is. I, I am not denying that. I think if you did not play that game when it originally came out, you should go check it out because it's pretty cool. From my understanding, there's going to be cross-play between yes. PS3, PS Vita, and PS4. Yes, and also there's a place where you can upload your saves if you Save. want. Which is really kind of cool. I mean, outside of that, it's basically the same game, but it's running in 4K. I mean... Yeah, well, that I did not know that it was running in 4K. It's a yeah. pretty game already, so... Yeah, running in 4K, it looks, it looks real good. Is it, um... <clears throat> is it the same... Yeah, it is Vanillaware, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's Vanillaware. Um, I'm interested to see what their first... Uh, have, they haven't done a game on PS4 yet, have they? Uh, it's all been remasters. Um... <laughs> No, nothing that's run, uh, 13 Sentinels is an upcoming 2D sci-fi mecha video game developed by Vanillaware and published by Atlas. It's scheduled to be released on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita in 2018. So no, other than Odin Sphere, uh, remaster, no. And Dragon's Crown remaster now. And Dragon's Crown remaster, yeah. Is Drew back? Damn it, Drew. You're stuck with me. I just so I, I like to I like to have a lot of people <laughs> I like to have a lot of people here when I'm doing the new releases because there's always fun. And Drew looks up stuff half the time too, which is always fun. That is true. You can hear him going. There's a click 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 click. Captain Google over there, getting his stuff done. That's <laughs> why I drew him as Captain Google. I still have that saved on my computer somewhere. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I played. I played that game that you might not have heard of. It's called Overwatch. Um, I played a lot of that. I, again, really wish I could get into that game. I just don't. I played, I just... I played a lot of Overwatch. <laughs> thousand hours I've put in that game. I, I've never put that... Like... I think the most time I've put into a video game ever is Final Fantasy XV, and that's because I did everything in that game. I put, like, 60 hours in Final Fantasy XV. I like that game more than most people. 170 hours. Oh, I checked out the final version of Conan Exiles. Um, There's There's no dick slider. 
Oh, I knew there wasn't the other console version. Yeah, yeah. makes me sad. I want a dick slider. Somebody's going to take that piece of audio and just kind of... I want a dick. Mm, They're going to cut it. No, I mean, I'd leave the slider part in. Shit, I mean... Just use it somewhere else. I want a dick slider. Sounds like like a sexual appetizer. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to go to White Castle for a <laughs> You don't even have to cut that up. You don't even have to work to put that together, people. No, that was there. Just there. Did the for you. All right, whether or not Drew's back it's or so not. easy to swallow. Just you just you just put them in your mouth. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's where it goes. Hey, you can you have to edit that one. <laughs> that's just you know whatever. That's fine. I can leave it in. It doesn't bother me. I don't. I don't judge. <laughs> uh, and you, you do what you gotta do. I don't care. With or without Drew, we're moving on. Um, new releases. Just, just everybody out there. This is this is the beginning of the end. It's so only, just me and Ken. This is, that's it. That's it. Every week. That's you better get used to it. Hey, I'm fine with that. Oh, uh, you know. uh, out this week. Animal Super Squad, which if you look at the acronym for that, it's ASS. And that game was, uh, the, the only reason that I know anything about this game is because it was, uh, uh, apparently PewDiePie has something to do with this game. Uh-huh. So, it's, um... It's like a I'm cart racer. It's like a cart racer, right, or something? Uh, no, it's it's a um. There's a there was a game where I, I don't remember what it was called, where you chose the person with a disability to play as, where it was like somebody in like a wheelchair, or uh, it was a flash game. It's kind of like Line Rider almost in the way it worked. Uh, give me a second here. I um, I I don't even know what's happening right now. Just stay out with me here. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was very popular with streamers at one point because your character is perm- always had wheels on the bottom of them. So you, are you, you talking about Happy Wheels? Happy, we- thank you. Oh yes. yeah, that makes sense why he's pushing this because that's like one of the big games he plays on his channel. Yeah, that's that. Okay, thank you. That's the game. That's what this looks like. Oh. Happy Wheel. Like, looking at it and the way it plays, that's what it reminds me of anyways. Okay. Well, that's out this week. Uh, as is a semblance oversight. The guy in the wheel. She's... Sorry. I don't even know. If I'm just going to move on. Just play some ass. Uh, a semblance uh, oversight. Was it PC game? Um, is this a new version? The consoles. Or? Consoles, I think. is. Uh, maybe that's why it's a new release. Oh no! It's a new, it's a new game. So there was a semblance. Oh, this is the game. That, okay, this has been. This is the second chapter after a semblance, which came out when twenty sixteen. Right. Okay. So it was uh, two years ago. A game, a semblance came out, and I've looked at it before. And I'm like, this looks pretty good. And then it's like, this is the first chapter. And I'm like, it's been a year. Um, so this is the second chapter, finally. Oh, there you go. Uh, Azure Reflections. That's one of them Japanese games, I think. 
City Skylines, Natural Disasters. It's an add-on for City Skylines. Uh, Dragon's Crown Pro, which we already talked about. I'm interested in this game. This game is called Forgotten Ann, and I was looking at screenshots and video of this game the other day. It looks really kind of neat. Is that Drew? Uh, is that Drew coming back? Yeah, I had to get rid of Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh well, you know, <laughs> we're, we're doing new releases now, Drew. Just in case you're wondering. Cool. But no, uh, I, wow, I, this game is that how? Yeah, that's how it wow, looks. That's a really. <laughs> I, you knew the question I was gonna. Make. Yeah, wow. That game. Yeah, I want to. Okay. I want to check that game out when it comes out this week. It's um. It's from the Square Enix Collective, which has produced Fear Effect okay. Sedna so far, which was terrible. No, uh, they also aren't they the um, the people that did the isn't the collective how uh, I am Setsuna came around or is that how that started? Because I know Fear Effect was one of, like Square basically lets is like an indie publisher, and sometimes they'll yeah. let people use their IPs for that. Uh, by the way, somebody do Gex because fuck you. Uh, is Gex owned by them now? It's Crystal Dynamics, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Legacy of Kane. Anybody? Anybody? They tried that right. once. Yeah, no. Don't don't make it an online multiplayer game, Drew. Okay? Uh, Goner? G-O-N-N-E-R? Uh, I don't know what that yeah. is. The pop-down shooter, I'm pretty sure. Or, no, it's a side shooter. Like a um, platformer. Uh, Hitman Definitive Edition, that's the retail version that Warner Brothers is putting out. Uh, Horizon Chase Turbo, uh, I am actually playing this game. If you enjoy old, uh, like, 80s and 90s arcade racing games, you might want to uh, pay attention to this game. Just saying. Uh, Little Witch Academia, The Chamber of Time. That's another one of those... Uh, the Japanese beat 'em up games. Uh, so, so just to give you an update on uh, Square Enix Collective, just so you don't think that they've only done Fear Effects and uh, Children of the Zodiacs, Deadbeat Heroes, Tokyo Dark, Black the Fall, Oh My Godheads, uh, The Turing Test. Oh wow! So, I didn't know they did the Turing Test. I have never heard of any of those. Turing Test. Turing Test. Turing Turing. It's uh, it was free on Games with Gold, uh, a few months back, and it's kind of like a first-person puzzle game, like Portal. Okay. Uh, and I've heard good things. I have not played it yet. I, I had it on my hard drive for a while, and just never got around to playing it. What was that? Black the Fall is like limbo-ish sort of type of game. What was the name of that game? It was a lot like um, um, Portal. I reviewed it. Cube. No. You talking Alice about the Principal? one the made that was made by the girl who did Portal? I don't think so. It was called Mag something. Oh, Magnot Mag Mag Runner. Yeah, that game was pretty freaking cool. Like a lot of people didn't. Yeah, yeah, that was the big, the big, uh, the big turning thing. Like I don't want to. Well. It's been out for like years. Oh, sorry, I don't think anybody cares. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, come to find out, you free on GOG. Yeah, come to find out, it was like uh, you were doing like this like television show (laughs) again, a television show about these mag runners who could like solve puzzles and use different types of. uh, It was magnets and stuff like that to solve puzzles. 
But it was actually it was actually a television show that they were trying to sacrifice their people to bring Cthulhu out. <laughs> oh, Cthulhu! And it was it was really interesting. So it was like a big turn of events, you know, kind of like how oh the cake is a lie kind of thing. And you find it, like the big reveal there, and it was really interesting. I actually really enjoyed that game. And I didn't realize that that was made by the people that make all the Sherlock Holmes games. Huh, that's really? Yeah, all nice. the adventure games that you that of the last decade basically are made by them. And then they did one action game, and it was Mag Runner. Was it Frogware? Yeah! Wow! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> Surprised you got that. I the, I played a lot of those games in the family of uh, Focus Home Entertainment. Yep. Uh, Magic Knight Grand Cherion. I don't have a fucking clue what that is. Grand Cherion. I'm looking it up now. Is it a Steam game or is that? It's, it's a it's a it's a shooter. It's a um, side scrolling like space shooter. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, I'm not I think on. you are in a you are in a flying ship. I'm not to the PC games yet, Drew. Don't worry, we'll get there. Ah, uh, yeah. Monster Slayers. That's a... That's Is that a rip-off of Monster Hunter? I was going to say, that's a pretty straight-up name for a game, right? You're going to slay some monsters. Uh, Omen Sight, which we talked about earlier. Uh, the Kinda. Ca- the Council, Episode 2, Hide and Seek. Uh, Walden, a game. <laughs> that's literally the name of it. Walden, a game. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Hanwell. Wizard of Legend... <laughs> and Fox and Forests. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Uh, Descenders, which we talked about earlier. Take a good look at that game. Lily's Epic Quest. I've played this. It's a weird fucking game. Imagine if you could play a match three puzzle game and then take your character uh, and walk down into the puzzle board. Interesting. Okay. It's fucking weird. I'm not even gonna lie. It's a fucking weird game. What was that Watch other it. game that was kind of like that? It wasn't used. You didn't match three, but you were like directing a guy. Um, Henry Hatsworth. Henry Hatsworth. Oh yeah, I remember that game. Like that was actually weird. a pretty cool game. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei: Strange Journey Redux is out for the 3DS this week. As is Block Picks Color. I actually played uh, Strange Journey way back in the day. Jay is playing it for review right now. Uh, the Switch is getting, once again, another week full of fucking indie shit. Good lord. Uh, the Mystery of the Hudson Case. Uh, Battle Chasers Night War, which you've not played that game. Go fucking play that game. It's so good. I own that game and have not played it you yet. You need to play that game. Uh, Hello, Hello Kitty Cruisers. Uh, the Adventures of Elena Temple. I guess that's a person. Uh, Wiz- <laughs> Wizard of Legend. Uh, Firune Collection. Fox and Forests. Framed Fox and Forests looks pretty good. Yeah, like what I saw. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in that game. Uh, framed collection. I swear to God, this is uh, the next two titles are not on the PC. I don't think, but we have Ice Cream Surfer. Mm, <laughs> what? In- uh, Invisibles. <laughs> uh, Ice Cream Surfer is is in fact on the PC. Well, um, it's also it, coming to Switch, so there's that. It's a, it's a, it looks like a, it's almost like, 
parodious in its style. Oh boy. Um, but I'm looking at the reviews on uh, Steam. Mostly negative. Alright. Here's, <laughs> here's one I might actually pick up. Uh, I haven't been buying a lot of these, but uh, Johnny Turbo's Arcade Super Burger Time. Wait. Like, Burger Time, Burger Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hamster's been doing a bunch of uh, old arcade games on the Switch. They did Mario That's Brothers. Not a one, though. That's not a hamster one? No, Johnny Turbo is not hamster. Oh, I did not know. Somebody that bought a bunch of rights to stuff. Oh, um, what is Johnny hamster. Turbo? Um, Johnny Turbo. Fun fact: Johnny Turbo used to be a mascot for the Turbo Graphics. Oh, I believe. Um, and uh, somebody has bought Johnny Turbo and is using it to right yes hey, bank off nostalgia hey, that no one has hey Johnny Turbo's not for sale well, apparently he is uh, well, yeah I'll buy I'll buy Super Burger Time I love Burger Time it's a great I was about to say I played Burger Time plays. like crazy when I was a kid that game is so fucking good uh, the Banner Saga is making its way to Switch this week as is White Knight uh, Yonder the Cloud Catcher Chronicles I know Drew knows that game I do know that game, and it had great potential, but I didn't see a reason to play it. <laughs> like, I mean, there was just, like, they, they played it off like it was supposed to be like a Harvest Moon kind of game, but that stuff was, like, not necessary at all. I love that statement. That might be my favorite statement about a video game. It was nice, but uh, why? I didn't see a reason to play it. So you sound like a you sound like you were giving an Obama speech. Like I don't see a reason to play it. Yeah. Uh, Henry the Hamster Handler. <laughs> now is this a PC game or just nope, the Switch? That's the Switch. Oh man, Henry the Hamster. I, I'm going to get in trouble handler. for this comment. I'm just going to put this out front disclaimer. I'm going to get in trouble for this comment, but that sounds like furry porn. I was thinking um, more of. Uh, Richard Gear, but <laughs> isn't that gerbil? <laughs> yes. I mean, are we split, what about Richard Gear? We're splitting what hairs the... here. <laughs> Hamster hairs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what I don't know. You don't know. You never heard the story about Richard Gear. Don't Google Richard Gear and gerbil. Or wait, go ahead and do it. We have a gerbil shoved yeah, up his butt. It's, it's, <laughs> that's uh. That's a thing that might have happened. Allegedly. Allegedly. A, allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, Alleg- yeah. That, okay. Yeah, so okay. it's like uh, Mr. Slave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. What was, uh, what was the Lemmy Winks? Lemmy Winks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, having a, I'm having a good day. Little <laughs> Little Nightmares, the complete edition, is coming to Switch this week. Uh, uh, hey, a game that really is fucking creepy, that's one. Uh, and and like, uh, weird way. My next Switch purchase, purchase. Uh, if they don't send me a code, which they send me a code, I will play the shit out of this game again. It's uh, Hyrule Warriors, the Definitive Edition. I love that game. It's so good. Alright. Let's do some PC games. I want a good one. Give me a good one. I'm look it up. Oh, wow. man. There's not... Give me a good game, because let's be honest, none of these are going to be good. This I don't see anything really good on here. There's one called Bing Bong XL. <laughs> Bing Bong XL. Bing. <laughs> Bing Bong XL. 
Let's see what it says here. Beanbox XL is the first of three games in my minimalist arcade series that share aesthetics while having different control and gameplay. It is an addictive, just one more round score chaser, perfect for t- playing while waiting in queue for another game. I'm pretty sure that both of his other games are coming out. Uh, Pivot XL and Righty Tidy XL are also yep. on this list. You know, looking at the game, I don't know if PC is the best place for it. It doesn't look terrible. I think it's an interesting kind of concept. Of, uh, I think the name's terrible. Um, I, I feel like... The actual gameplay of it looks okay. This dude's made a bunch. I feel like somebody got a hold of the Steam database for this week's list of games, because like, all of them sound like placeholder names. We've got Best Game EU. Alright, say it again. Best, Best Game EU. Like the oh my god, yep, there it is. It's not a placeholder. Oh my god. It's free to play. Oh. Well, thank god. Addictive old school first person shooting meets mystery horror as you blast your way through a mysterious alien forest. That, that, you know, best game EU doesn't, like, convey any of that. I'm just saying. Oh, wow. Here's the, oh god. Just looking at the, the subpar, uh, the sub half-life. Not Half-Life 2, sub-Half-Life graphics. In the far future of 2017, only one person can put a stop to the ferocious box scourge threatening humanity's survival. You. As Lord Commander of the box Apocalypse Prevention Ministry, you take the fight to the Box Nation's home planet and put an end to the alien cuboid menace. Are you spicy enough to be humanity's last hope? If so, Lord, I'm just done reading I'm the motherfucking, I'm the motherfucking It's a meme game, everybody. Get it? It's fun, because... Mm. Does it have Doug in it? I need Doug. No, it's below or above that. I'm not really sure whether or not. I don't know what's going on right now. Just do my will to live. <laughs> just Fucking Steam just Storm, man. Quit. It, it yes. blows my mind every week. This is a terrible place. You go to the Steam store and you're like, I wonder what's new. Just skip what's new and just click on the Devolver Digital Publisher Weekend and buy yourself something nice. Uh, let's do some news. There's some good stuff this week. Okie doke. Uh, NT Creates. You know who those guys are, right? Yeah. Say um, it again. NT Creates. No. Japanese company. Worked on Mighty Number no. 9. A couple other things. Okay. Yep. Uh, oh, let's not. Let's not. Okay, hold on. They did Gunvolt. Yeah, uh, Mighty Gunvolt, Super Mighty Gunvolt. Hey, you know what? I like Mighty Number no. Nine. Fuck off. I don't, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like they did the Mega Man Zero games. Well, uh, let's let's Mega talk Man about DX games, Mega Man Nine, Mega Man Ten. So they announced um, a new Mighty Gunvolt coming to the Switch this summer. That's awesome. Looks really good. Wait, oh. hold on. A new Mighty Gunvolt? Yes. Afterward? Yes. It's a brand new Ooh. game. Um, But let's talk about uh, something that's a little bit of a shocker that's coming out in two weeks. Bloodstained. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which is an 8-bit game from Koji Igarashi and team... I thought it was 16-bit. Well, no, 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 no. This isn't the one that they've been showing. Huh? This is a different game. It's a Castlevania-style prequel to Bloodstained... And it comes out May twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so when's Bloodstain coming out? Uh, probably yeah. later this year. 
But we are getting an 8-bit Castlevania-style prequel to Bloodstained in two weeks. It's called I mean, it'll probably be short. What do you mean, how do uh, I know this? It was fucking press released on Saturday night. Mm. They showed the game off. You've got four different characters that you can switch between. It's got a a castle-style layout for the maps. One of them wields a whip. Come on, Drew! Even the fucking artwork for the game looks like a cover. You would think it was a new Castlevania game. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Which is great, because the, the newest Castlevania game is a phone-only game. Yeah, that made me sad. Yeah, uh, everyone's sad. The third PUBG map, Sandhawk. Uh, map test is going on now on PC. Uh, Bioware has announced that Anthem is multiplayer, but you can play solo. So there is I would that. hope so. Uh, Nintendo's online details have come out for their paid service launching in September. It will be nineteen ninety nine a year. You will need it to play all games online, just like Xbox Live, PlayStation Network. You can buy it monthly. I believe it's like 2 or $3 a month. Uh, you can also buy what they call the Family Pass, which allows up to eight people, I believe, access to online through that account. Which is weird, because if you have Xbox Live on your home console, just every motherfucker can use it. Same with PlayStation yeah. Network. Um, and also, they announced that it will have uh, 20 NES games available at launch. Including, like, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, fuck, I don't remember all the titles. But uh, they announced 10 of them. They're going to announce 10 more. But also coming with this announcement, Nintendo has confirmed that the Virtual Console is... Did. I don't know. They've kind of confirmed that for a while. Well, they've never they've, they've never straight out confirmed it. Well, they made it clear that that wasn't a priority. Yeah. Then, like, let me put it that way. Then they were like, "You're gonna get games when you pay for a service," and people are like, "But what about virtual console? You are going to get games when you." And and people are still upset. But you my thing right, is, is like, it. you're going to pay for the online service anyways, and you can play these offline. Do you really want to spend another $5 on Super Mario Brothers, or do you want it just for fucking free? So they get, you get the games for free if you subscribe to their online service. Yes, which is yes. the only thing that's going to get me to subscribe to the service, because I don't care about playing Nintendo games online. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I guess that's okay. I mean, have they said, like, are they going to remove some? They haven't given any details about it. They said it's going to launch with 20 games, and it's worth noting right now that it's only NES. They have not mentioned Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, GameCube, any of that stuff. I think it was kind of made clear that they weren't going to do Virtual Console a week or two ago when uh, Sega announced that uh, M2 was going to do all the Genesis ports or whatever. That Genesis collection is looking pretty fly. That thing's coming out real soon. I'm assuming it's same as the PC version yeah, of uh, that we've PC. had for quite some play. time on. P- like, um, I'm assuming there are going to be some differences. Like the rewind function will be new, but um, I have all the Genesis games, and then they did that reboot of it a year or two ago, where you could use mods and stuff on the PC, and then it added that 3D sort of um, 90s bedroom look to it. Um, 
Yeah. I, I mean, those are great emulation. Um, my thing is, is I just wish that other consoles... Like, be happy, people on the Switch that are upset that you're uh, not getting that collection right now. The M2 ports of that will probably... The M2 ports of the same games will probably far exceed that because M2 is not working on that collection as far as I know. And M2 is the people that did the 3D classics and they are make masterpieces. Like th- that, They're the people that you want redoing your games because even their stuff on the PS2, like the Monster World collection, um, I love Wonder Boy. They had every version of the game on the PS2 disc for it, which is Japanese only, but they're like, oh yeah, you want to play the Game Gear version of uh, Wonder Boy 3? Absolutely not, but they throw it in there just because. Um, and and the same with, like, do you want to play the arcade version or the Master System version of Wonder Boy 2? They go in and they make all the options available. The 3D classics are by far their best work so far. Um, so I can't wait to see what they do on the Switch. But those are what you want if you want Genesis games because they're the ones that, like, go in and basically rebuild the game from the, the ground up. Um, while the Genesis collection is more of just like ports and uh, the ROMs, well, speaking they're fine. Speaking of games leaving services, Xbox Game Pass is losing close to twenty, maybe over twenty, no, twenty six titles, I think. Um, Blood Bowl two and Defense Grid two are the only Xbox One games, but on the three sixty, you're losing essentially all of the Sega vintage games, which is no shock considering the collection comes out at the end of the month. Uh, you're also losing Age of Booty, all three Bioshock games, Borderlands, Bound by Flame, Dead Rising 2, Case Zero, Dig Dug, Final Fight Double Impact, Neo Geo Battle Coliseum, Operation Flashpoint, Pac-Man, Sacred 3, Soul Calibur, and XCOM, The Enemy Within. So do you lose those licenses yes. when they remove them? Yes, Game Pass um, is like Netflix, so if you had the game downloaded, you'll try to boot it, and it'll say you do not have access to this game. Mm. I get it. At the same time, I don't like that. Nope it's uh, it's the the scary parts of the digital future. Yeah. That eventually licenses run out. It's the reason why Grand Theft Auto Four got patched a couple weeks ago to remove all the music. I still can't believe that's a thing, but that's because they try to still sell that game. I'm assuming. What did I don't they know. remove? They removed a, a lot, of of, a lot of the music in that game. Really? Yep. Because yep. the licenses ran out. It was a 10-year license, and it just ran out. Did they replace it? Yes, to replace with yeah. a bunch of generic music, I believe. Nice. So. This is why I still buy CDs. I, I'm dead serious. I, I can't stand the digital future. Like, I love Spotify. It's great. But tomorrow they could be like, well, I'm sorry. We're removing insert band from our catalog and yeah no thanks but if you want to play play GTA on your internet connected console even if you have the disc tough shit yeah click clack son I'm looking stuff up (laughs) leave me alone Uh, GameStop's new CEO quit after only three months (laughs) Uh, it was noted that it was for personal reasons. So, I mean, we can chuckle about that. We can chuckle about GameStop all we want, but you never know what's going on in a person's life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
So I kind of I kind of just like it looks bad from a business perspective, and in fact their their earnings were put on hold uh, until the the news came out. But you know, yeah, I'm not laughing at the CEO. Like I'm not laughing at the CEO leaving. That that like I I wouldn't blame a CEO for coming in even even if it wasn't for personal reasons. They came in and they're like, I literally cannot fix this mess. I'm leaving. Like, I'm not laughing at the CEO. When I chuckle, I chuckle because of the company. Yeah. And for some of the shitty stuff that they've done. So. I shop at GameStop. I like so the people. You, but I still, I still, I, I don't mind. Listen, on a store-to-store basis, like, it's, it's, it's hit or miss. Um, the company does some stuff that I don't like, but I've been at some really good stores. And I've been to really shitty stores, so it's totally just where you go. Um... But, uh, like, I had somebody who literally, like, looked at a disc of, like, a really scratched disc, and they just said to me, like, I honestly don't know if this is even going to work. Like, do you want to take the chance and come back if you... And I'm like, nah, that's a pretty... That's a disc that's pretty much gone. Um, so, you know, I've had people do that, and then I've had people sell me those discs, and I have to go back, and they're like, well, it's after a week. I'm like, really? So... You know. Anyway. Or miss. Switch players dying for that Monster Hunter. It's coming to the U.S., but not the new one. It's Monster Hunter XX. It's going to be rebranded as Monster Hunter Alt- or Generations Ultimate. will be out this summer. This summer. Uh, Overwatch was selling a $15 skin. For mercy for breast cancer, uh, which was a good cause. There was some controversy around this because the wording on the Sony store page made it sound like uh, Sony was getting some money from that, <laughs> which would be really kind of shitty. <laughs> I think they came out and said yeah, that that's, that's not true. That's the follow up to the news story is that Sony did make a statement saying that regardless of the way it's worded, we are not making a profit off of this. And I got, I hope not. Oh my god. Yeah. If it ever comes out that they were taking a cut of that money, oof. Which, by the way, I, I, I think it's a good cause, but, <clears throat> man, they should have made it a little bit cheaper. Yeah, done done that off of volume and not, uh... Because like everybody's going to buy it, but, man, 15 bucks for one skin. Yeah. That's they would have made that same amount of money if they sold it for five. They just would have sold it to more people. Probably. Yeah, like in my household, there was one purchased. If it would have been five or ten dollars, there would have been two purchased. So there's just that. That's that's the thing. I was like, oh yeah, I'll definitely. This sounds like a good cause. And I looked, I was like, fifteen bucks. Yeah, like you feel bad because it's a good cause, but fifteen bucks for one skin is really hard to swallow. So I don't think guilting you to open your wallet. <laughs> I let my wife buy it because she really wanted it, but I did not buy it. So. I did not buy it either. Uh, I'm trying to skip around before we get to the big story. Uh, I don't think there's much else going on. Uh, Thanos. Thanos? Is that his Thanos. He is uh, in Fortnite. There's that. There's Infinity, yep. Infinity Gauntlet on the map, and players find it, and they become Thanos, and like, tear ass. Crash Bandicoot got pushed up! It was originally releasing in July, is now releasing at the end of June. So that's cool. That's for Switch, PC, and Xbox One. It's already out on PS4, obviously. Um, God of War got its photo mode. 
Which is hilarious because Kratos can make funny faces in the photos. Um, the Nintendo Switch, I don't know if you guys read this, I don't think we've talked about this at this point, but apparently hackers have said that there is a vulnerability in the hardware that cannot be patched out. Yeah, the, the I believe, what is it, the Integra chip? Yep. There's a flaw in the chip, so they uh, have a little, basically a piece that you put in to the side of the Switch that apparently either shorts part of it or something, and yeah, you can get through the vulnerability, and it, it can't be fixed other than a... They say it can't be fixed without actually changing the hardware on the Switch. Um, I have a feeling that at some point they could detect that you're doing it and, you know, brick your console if they wanted, because that's a thing that other console manufacturers have done too. So, Yep, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah. Um... Square Enix announced that they are doing an E3 conference this year. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, talking about how Square Enix hasn't done one since, I believe, 2015. Uh, they are doing one this year, and of course the rumors floating around that is that they have a lot to show, which will obviously include Tomb Raider, uh, but some people are actually thinking maybe we see that Final Fantasy VII remake. I think we will. In fact, I think that they may actually give us a date. Well, here's the thing, Drew. 2025. <laughs> So here's the thing, Drew. Mm-hmm. So let's get to the big story because this kind of ties into that. Canada, uh, Walmart in Canada uh, accidentally posted a bunch of uh, box arts and placeholders for games. Uh, and that included Final Fantasy VII, the remake? Yeah. Uh, it also uh, yeah, but I mean, like, Amazon has had Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, uh, for, but this was this was alongside a lot of other things that maybe you didn't know about. I know, but I'm just saying, like, you have to realize that, like, Best Buy has done stuff like that, where they're like, this game's coming. That game might never come. That's just because they've heard. Well, this was one big dump, and it's kind of hilarious. Yeah, that's S- the only thing that makes this a little bit weirder, is that it is one, one big dump. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. The couple games that were on here that nobody had even thought about at this point were Just Cause 4 and Rage 2, which sparked a little Twitter controversy when the Rage Twitter replied to Walmart saying, hey man, you got the font wrong and where's the anarchy symbol? Almost kind of slyly confirming that maybe Rage 2 is coming. Almost. And And then Bethesda jumped on board. Yeah. I would not want to be the dude that uh, the PR director had to call that afternoon, if that is true. Because that was probably not a comfortable conversation. <laughs> but there was a lot of stuff on that list, uh, inclu- like I said, including you know, Last of Us 2, Final Fantasy Remake, which Final Fantasy Remake was listed as Xbox One and PS4, which I don't know if they've actually said that at this point. It was only Sony for the longest time. Yep. Uh, also, rumor floating around that we talked about last week that Near Automata is coming to Xbox One, which it feels like Phil's been doing some rounds. Because I think we're going to see a lot of Japanese games, because that was one of the big you know, things about the Xbox, is it doesn't have all these Japanese games. So maybe there's some stuff coming. I mean, the Shinmu collection's coming. Looking like Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming. It's the only weird part about um, Near coming to Xbox is that. Uh, platinum made near Automata, even yeah. though it's published by Square. 
just the fact that Microsoft and Platinum might not be on the greatest of terms. Yeah, <laughs> I really would like to read a book about that scale-bound development. Uh, I'm sure there's a little yeah. blame on both sides, but, you know. Anyway, yeah. E3's coming, so it's uh, it's less than a month away, which is crazy, because... Uh, it's time, it's 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 the funnest time of the year, but it's also the scariest time of the year because you don't know what to believe, what's fake. It's real easy to Photoshop something. Just saying. Yeah, I I have two questions about the some of the names you brought up there. Does anybody really want a Just Cause Four after Just Cause Three? I enjoyed Just Cause Three. It had its technical issues. It did, um, but if I just didn't, I don't know. Like, like my my father who plays video games and is, like, he played Just Cause 2, I think, three times in full, like, blew up everything and stuff. He did not like Just Cause 3. Not for the technical stuff. You can usually look past that. It has to be really bad. Just, like, he didn't have as much fun blowing stuff up because he's like, there's not as much stuff to blow up. Yeah, and I totally understand that because I'm, I'm like, there's got to be. I'm like, I right, so I flew around in it. And it's like, all right, well, I don't see anything that really, not like the other game where everything was just waiting to explode. Um, so I don't know. I just kind of weird to hear that because the last one didn't seem to get like a lot of praise from anybody. And, and just it's weird to hear that they're making a fourth one because I feel like. I mean, would be better off doing another Mad Max game. Yeah, but see, the thing is, Just Cause sold a hell of a lot more than Mad Max, and you got to look at it from a business perspective. I just think that teams could do other things than Just Cause. Hey, they made Just Cause two, which is fucking. Hey, you're right. That is true. Maybe maybe Just Cause four is just more of two, which would be much preferred. Hey, Um, hey, you want to know why they're making it? You want to know why they're making it? Sorry. You want to know why they're making it? Just cause. Uh, Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that was coming. I didn't didn't even think about that. (sighs) And I I just... Oh, Oh, fuck. I love it. And then the other question is... Anybody excited for Rage 2? Because I am. I want, I'm oh, God, yeah. I love the first one. Outside of that shitty second disc, I love that first game. Oh, yeah, that was two discs, wasn't it? Yeah, and that second disc was not good. Well, on Xbox it was. What are you talking about? I thought you were talking about the quality. I was like, well, why was it different on Xbox? <laughs> but no, yeah, it, it was only two discs on the Xbox. Yeah, I played the uh, PS3 version of that Motherfucker, game. that thing's got mega textures, okay? <laughs> mega textures. I just, I'm excited to see, like, if it's running off the Doom engine, too, then id Tech 5 or whatever. See, the only, the only thing that bothers me about Rage 2 being kind of talked about is that means they're not going to announce Doom 2, and that makes me really sad. Because I want to play Doom. 2. Oh, I think they could be doing. I think they could be doing Doom as well. So you think it's going to do two games? I just not not in the same year. I think Rage is probably almost done, and then Doom will be next year. Yeah, but they won't announce it then because Bethesda is very much like we'll announce a game. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm just like you're asking for an announcement. I'm just saying you probably won't get an announcement. It'll be like oh E3 next year, and then here's Doom. I want Doom this year. 
I don't. You're not getting Doom this year. I want Doom. You got Doom VFR. That's Doom, not Doom. Uh, Fuck that. I want Doom. Doom two. Give me the double barrel shotgun. Let's go. Mm. You want Doom two to take place on Earth? I want it to be or hell on Earth. Be on. I'm gonna roll. Let's do some emails. I don't care. Uh, you know what? I need I need one thing with with uh, Rage Two. I need Mick Gordon doing that soundtrack, and oh, I want it I, like Doom. I think it should be a law that Mick Gordon does the soundtrack to every game. Just saying. Oh, just what a wonderful soundtrack to kill things too. I really hope that they remove the driving crap. Oh, from Rage, that was like half yeah. the game. I absolutely hated the 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 driving car mechanic stuff in that game. You will not like Borderlands. Um. No, nah, I like Borderlands. I, you know, I, I drove to where I needed to and then got out and shot guys. And Rage was fantastic whenever you got out of your car and shot guys. Man, that, that flying blade was so fucking good. And Rage. Yep. And the shotgun. That's the best shotgun in a video game. It's so good. Mm. Let's do some emails. First email is just called Podcast. comes from, uh, God, he's told me how to pronounce his name before. Sajad, I believe it is. He says, hey, gang, can't wait for E3 to come around this year. Hopefully we get some really good stuff from the big three. Got some questions for y'all. I have owned every console since the PS2 came out and always find myself rooting for the underdog each year at E3. During the Xbox PS2 GameCube era, I was rooting for Microsoft to come out with better exclusives. During the 360 PS3 Wii era, I rooted for Sony, and have since reverted to rooting for Microsoft this gen. I don't consider myself a fanboy. It's just when a console is constantly coming out with better exclusives during any cycle, you sort of get more interested in seeing what the other competitor will reveal in order to compete. Nintendo is sort of a wild card in that... They tend to go along with their own pace, as opposed to the aggressively changing their game plan because of Sony or Microsoft. My question is, do you guys tend to share the same sentiments as I do during each console generation when it comes to E3, or do you tend to stay more tuned for new reveals related to a specific console or even developer? If something looks cool, I want it. Oh, that solves that problem. Yes, yeah, I don't care. I don't care that's what systems it. I mean, if something looks really cool for the Switch, I, it makes me really wish I had a Switch. But I mean, that's you know, anything for Xbox or PS4 or even PC at this point. I mean, I, if it looks really cool, I'll get it. I kind of get where he's coming from though, because it's not that I care who's the underdog and who's the the winner, but the people who are the underdog usually take more chances. Yeah, they try. Yeah. They 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 put their A game on to get back in first place. Yeah, like and if you remember, that spawned PlayStation Plus last generation, like giving away free games. Yeah, and this generation, it spawned you know Game Pass and backward compatibility, and it's yeah. like that stuff is really cool. Like I like that stuff. So, I'm I'm very interested. Like, well, I've heard a lot of like talk that like if Microsoft doesn't pull something out this year that they're done and I'm like that's the stupidest chicken little bullshit I've ever seen in my life but I know what Nintendo's probably going to show I know Sony's going to focus on the games that they got coming out which look all really excellent I'm not taking that away from them but man I'm really interested to see what Microsoft's got because they really do need some shit (laughs) 
like, I'm assuming we're gonna see Crackdown three again, right? I feel I that come out before or after. See, here's what I think. I think Microsoft drops that game available at the show, free on Game Pass today, kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's what has to happen because that game has not been shown in a long time. Is that mean they got no faith I, in that game? I, mean, I think it's no, not good. No, I've heard it's not like. Is, I thought there was early impressions where it was like, eh. yeah, but nobody's it's played it since. Well, no that's one's played thing. it. Okay, yeah, I, I don't. It's weird. Don't it's know, a weird game. It's a weird game right now. I also think the problem with Crackdown Three, um, and that's the only one I can think of, is that uh, like from that's exclusive. Is just that. I, it's living up to a game that is built around nostalgia mostly now, because this, it's not as big of a spectacle anymore. Like, how do you go bigger with Crackdown, right? You have to just kind of do more of the same. So I think they're trying to both one-up themselves and not go too far with it. And other than that, though, what do they have? Forza, I'm assuming? I'm, like, and I'm taking a guess that's just because that's what seems to be the formula, so it's a Forza Horizon this year. Forza Horizon, and from what I heard, it takes place in Japan. Yeah, which is great, because I love the Horizon series. I don't care for the main series. I, I only played the Horizon games. But, um... Yeah, they're, and, they're in a weird like, spot, Halo because... 5, Halo 5, I don't give a shit about a Halo 6 after Halo 5. I was so unimpressed with Halo 5. I don't care about Gears of War anymore. Um, and, and that's not to say that the quality of these games are bad. It's just they're not doing it anymore. It's the and, same crap over and over again. Yeah, yeah and, and at least with Sony, they they do do some of that same crap. But then you do get things like God of War, which is a really weird game because it is somewhat more of that same crap. They've done something else brand new with it. Um, sure, we got Ratchet and Clank, which I think is still one of the prettiest games in the, of, of this generation. Ratchet but, and Clank was a um, fantastic game. Yep. But it was a fantastic game. But at the same time, they were doing other things on that console. And so, yeah, you'd still get your Uncharted and stuff that are stuff that you're familiar with. But then they go and do these... Like, Ghost of Tsushima is coming at some point, which looks bizarre. They they get they get other companies to go and do Neo, you know? Which is a spectacular game. Like it's these weird things that they've they've done, even if it's not them making it, like Yakuza is only on PS4 and it's all these small things. And then what does Xbox have? I don't feel anything any reason to go to Xbox other than the fact that like, hey P, uh, the Xbox three sixty games can play on it or Oh, it's on sale on only on Xbox, so I'll pick it up there. But other than that, like I have not bought a like a Microsoft game other than Lucky's. Like the last one I bought was Super Lucky's Tale, which isn't enough to keep me going back. And that's a really good game. I just I'm, it's not something that's gonna pull in players. Yeah, the last thing Microsoft released was kind of a stinker, and that was Sea of Thieves. Yep. They're working to fix that game, and I hope it gets to where it needs to be because that game has a really cool base. It just it just doesn't. <sighs> It'll be too little too late for them, though. It's possible, but I, I I think I think he's right. I think they need like 
do to Fable what Sony did to God of War. Bring that game back. Do anything to Fable, other than a card game. <laughs> do do to Perfect Dark what Sony did to God of War. Oh. Do to Banjo Kazooie. You have these IPs. Use them. Yeah, you have you know, the rare yeah, IPs. Yeah, There's so think, many there that you can I, use. Yeah, Look how good I think Killer the other thing is, is that like you brought up Banjo Kazooie, and I I'll be the one to stand up for. Nuts and bolts. I think that game is spectacular. It's not more of Banjo Kazooie. I know that. It's it's a different game. There's nothing. There's one other game that's like it, and it's kind of janky. Um, and like nuts and bolts, like it's a weird puzzle platformer game that involves building vehicles to solve challenges. That's a really neat concept, and people I think don't like it because it's Banjo Kazooie, and that's not what they wanted from Banjo Kazooie game. Microsoft has taken chances in the past, and I don't know if any of them have really paid off, because at that time, their main audience was all about shooters and stuff. So, to some extent, I think the market sort of pushed Microsoft to be less likely to make those chance, take those chances, um, because I, I had interest in Banjo-Kazooie. Um, like I, bought it, I bought the Xbox One because of Rare Replay, um, but they did, like, Viva Pinata. Like, to some extent, I think Rare is going to be brought up because, I mean, that's the main studio I think of when I think of Microsoft because they are rare and they do have a legacy even if those people aren't there anymore. That When they took chances, I don't think they paid off at all. Like, Viva, I get it, they're kidsy sort of titles, but, like, Viva Pinata is a unique experience and... I don't think it pushed people to their consoles. You know what did? Halo, Gears of War, the stuff that everybody kind of goes, ah, it's just the standard Microsoft stuff now. Yeah, that's what was selling their consoles at that time, and it doesn't work anymore, and I understand that. But for, the for what was it, nearly a decade, the message was sent to Microsoft to stop trying to do anything other than be the Call of Duty Halo Gears of War machine. And now, after a decade of that, you're going, uh, we want something else. And, like, well, they gave RP- they gave you unique RPG experiences that were only available on Xbox, and not enough people cared. And I get it that those are legacy titles now, and that you can go and play Blue Dragon and all this stuff, but they were taking those chances. In fact, I don't think the, like, even some of the other, like, Crash Bandicoot, they had a, their own Splinter Cell game. Like, there was, there was a lot of games that were only on Xbox 360 that I don't think people paid attention to because they didn't fit inside that Call of Duty Halo Gears of War mold. Hell, Bioshock then, was only on Xbox when it launched, right? That originally, was, uh, yeah. yeah. And then, but that eventually, yeah, and then it came to PS3 later like, on. Just having that um, first is exactly what Sony's doing now. Like, if Nier Automata right. comes to Xbox One, that's cool, but it was out on PlayStation 4 last late, year. Yeah. And yeah, and and that that is another issue. Uh, it's just these are all like I remember wanting a PS3, but getting an Xbox first because of the price, um, because the PS3 was six hundred dollars at that time. Um, and I found games on the Xbox 360 that I liked that weren't those games, but I ended up getting a PS3 because they had all those obscure titles because. 
they were just like, we need to sell it on something, and we can't compete with the Halo and the Gears of War. They just couldn't. And now people are picking up on the stuff that Sony's doing, and Microsoft isn't responding the same way Sony did, with just throwing everything at the wall and trying to see what sticks and pulls someone in. And uh, their response instead is, let's give you Game Pass and let's give you backwards compatibility. Both things that I think are great, one of which I actually use quite frequently, but that's not enough to sell a console. That's just enough to make it so, hey, you can play some of our exclusives and your past library if you have some. And I think it's a great console if you don't have a console in your house already. Buy an Xbox One because the, the game library is huge. Because you do have all those backwards compatible games that are like dirt cheap at like an EB or a GameStop. But uh, for a hardcore audience, the people that spend consistently on new games, what is there? I don't have an answer. And like Sea of Thieves did not interest me from day one. And I'm glad that I didn't try it out because I don't see any interest in it now either that it's out. And that's it. That's all I've heard about from Microsoft for exclusives. Yeah. Other than Crackdown is is coming, which has been the message that they've been sending for how many years now since it was fucking announced? Yeah. So they're, they're in a weird it's spot. Just, I just need them to take that weird chance and do something like go talk to Sega and, and get a new Jet Set Radio. The stuff that you were doing when you launched the original Xbox, do that again. Because those are the things that people want now. What's uh, what's Insomniac doing right now? They're working on Spider-Man. That's it? Yeah, the, they've been streaming Sunset Overdrive, which makes me a little giddy. That's that's what I was going to say. I was like, oh, they, okay. I, you think we're getting a Sunset Overdrive 2? I, I, here's a perfect announcement at E3. Sunset Overdrive gets a 4K X patch, and they announce Sunset Overdrive 2. That'd be beautiful. Yep. Well, I... Insomniac has stated that it's it's not them that it's Microsoft, doesn't yeah. want to do yeah because Microsoft owns and the I, IP because Insomniac is one of those companies that built games for companies but they don't retain the IP like they yeah. don't own Ratchet and Clank they don't own Spyro the Dragon they don't own Sunset Overdrive they just build the games and then the companies retain the IP so I would love for them to announce a Sunset Overdrive too. I mean, you can yeah. launch it next year, that's fine. Give us a 4K patch for Sunset Overdrive, you know. But... I think I'm the only person in the world that is going to say this, but I really wish I would see Dead Island 2. <laughs> that game is like... No, you're not the only You're not the only person that wants that. I just, I don't know if I <clears> want it because it's not built by Techland. Well, that, that may be true, but at the same time, I absolutely loved the first Dead Island. I know a lot of people didn't. Um, but, uh, and I didn't mind Riptide, but it was like a stopgap kind of thing. Who's even making Dead Island 2 at this point? But, but we don't know. It, it was Jaeger, but now it's not Jaeger anymore. Isn't the, that, a, didn't um, THQ buy all of Deep Silver stuff? They bought most of it. And yeah. I think they bought oh, Dead Island 2 as well. Well, no, because THQ bought Nordic, and so they, they own everything THQ had at one point. But they also bought Deep Silver recently. 
Yes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They bought, Because they bought Deep Silver, they have everything. Because Deep Silver, uh, that's where they got the Saints Row IP and the team from that. Which, what are those guys going to do now that Agents of Mayhem bombed? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Dead Island 2. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have anybody to do Dead Island 2. Apparently, Sumo Digital. Years. Sumo Digital is working on it. That's a yeah. weird thing. Who's Sumo? They did uh, Sonic uh, and All-Star Racing. Um, they've worked on a lot of ports. And they worked on part... Crackdown 3. Yeah, Sumo's They're working... <clears throat> Sumo's working with Real Time Worlds on Crackdowns. Like S- Sumo is like <clears throat> like the contractor of the video game business. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're like Obsidian. At, yeah, they here's, here, uh, even even weirder. Here's here's a list of some of the stuff they've done in recent years. Hitman Colorado episode, Forza Horizon three, Forza Motorsport six Apex, Sonic Dash two, Sonic Boom, Disney Infinity three point like, Little Big Planet three. Yeah. Just weird. Wow. Yeah. They, uh, they work on just about like. everything. So, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. Less than thirty days. We we will do our prediction show. Hopefully, when Drew gets back from his honeymoon. Yeah. So, I hope for the I hope for the best for Microsoft. I don't want to come off as negative. I'm just I'm worried because I I just I want that competition, and right now I don't feel like it's there. I want to, them to force Sony to be like, and we're doing backwards compatibility for PS1 games only. I, w- I feel that- I want them to push Sony for anything, because right now Sony's just coasting. Yeah. And that gets dangerous. Cause... I mean, they're coasting well, because like we do get God sure, of War. Sure, sure. No, no, no. They grab Rush 2 and stuff like that. They've planted but... a lot of seeds, and it's paying off for them, and, and that's awesome, but they get... You know they get complacent, and if Microsoft doesn't step up their game, then the complacency will stay. Yeah. So, anyway, he has uh, two more questions. Second question is: You guys often joke about how no one listens to your show. Is this based <laughs> on metrics that Ken gets for the podcast stream downloads, or just an assumption? You guys fill that void, fill a void that other gaming podcasts seem to be having with the structure of the show and that awesome conversations, debates that are uh, that are had between you all. Would Ken consider setting up a Patreon just to test to see how many listeners would be interested in supporting the N4G oh, podcast man. slash ZTGD? Who knows? Maybe you guys could get supported enough to quit your jobs and end up doing this full time. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> you are fake news. Uh, what the, no. Don't you do that, Drew. No. You want me to set up a Patreon? Oh, I will, man. Oh, my God, Drew. Don't do it. Don't and I'll be like, hey... Pay, pay, make me a sandwich. Give me all your money. <laughs> yeah, I will wear that money hat proudly. I don't doubt that if we set up a Patreon, we would get a few. Like I, I it's what a passes? joke. It's a, <laughs> just it's, to prove us wrong. It's I'm a, sure people. Like, I'll donate a dollar a month, kind of. Yeah, thing. like we'll get four dollars a month. Woo, rocking! You have to pay like sixty percent of it in taxes and fees. Yeah. Um, but no, I. It's, it's a joke about how many people listen to the show. Um, I certainly don't think we'd be on this long if there was nobody listening to the show. And we, and we don't write the tweets and the questions. You know, it's not like we're out there faking <laughs> well, that. This year have dropped since I've been on. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> I got three emails today. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, that's right. I didn't write oh, those. Two emails. of those are mine. Two of those are yours. Okay. <laughs> no, it's See, I can't. Seeing as how I can't respond to the emails you send me, do you think I'm sending more? <laughs> yes, yeah, I send these guys emails, they don't even respond. Like, hey, you want some free games? Crickets. Crickets. I was waiting on Anthony to answer, because I didn't want to take anything you wanted. 
Well, I was like, oh, I'll just let Drew take them all. I don't want to be an asshole. No, be the asshole. I, I honestly don't have time to play video games. I get all the codes in my inbox. I'm the ultimate asshole. I take everything good before I ask you guys if you want anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, we have some, uh, we have some video true. games. I've I've scraped it. <laughs> all that's left is the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but no, it's. I don't want to do that just because I don't want to ask people for money for something I just do for fun. That's just me. I was about to say that's that's. I think that's why people like us is because we do just do this for fun. We're not getting paid for it. We're not. We're not smug and smarmy like some of the podcasts out there that I listen to or used to used to listen to. You won't name any names. <clears throat> I won't name any names, Giant Bomb. Uh, <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. I listened to Giant Bomb for like five years, and it's to a point now they became so, so almost smug. Well, if you sit in a small room together and smell your own farts, um, no, I, I like those guys, but yeah, I understand your your point because listening to them sometimes is just like oh. a lot of the mainstream video game journalist stuff. It is. It's become a persona, or uh, it's been become very popular to be just you know. Ah, who cares? You know, I gotta hate, work. Ah, I hate anyway. everything. Yeah, it, everything is game. not as good as what everybody makes it out to be. I'm, I'm more, I'm more reliable because I, I don't, you know, get excited about. You know what? Fuck that. That's why I like video games because I get excited about that stuff. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think another. I think another important part of it is, is that. Uh, because none of we because we do it for fun. Although I haven't been doing it as long as you guys for fun, but um, and, and because it's based off of passion and not the fact that it's our job, changes it a lot too. Because I can take a break from a video game, and when it's your job, you don't get that opportunity. And I know that doesn't sound like a bad thing, but you can I'm become sure jaded. That, yeah. And and that's a big part of it when I listen to these podcasts. I do take that into account. But then at the same time, like Ken, how long has has ETGD been around? What ten years now? Ten years? What are you high? You want to try twenty? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I started that site at the podcast. Right, the podcast has been around that long. The podcast is uh, now twelve years old. Yeah. Oh wow! Right. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Because you. Yeah, that's right. The numbers are off. We, we are actually one of the longest running video game podcasts. Yeah, yeah and that's and that's the thing. I, I like. I think it. I haven't gone back that far, and I probably sh- shouldn't. No, um, don't don't listen to that no. first episode. It's it's bad. It's a bad show. But uh, but it's but it's it's just it's a it's it's the same reason. Well, I'll tell you how I got into the podcast. I work overnights, and I need something to listen to, and hearing you know. The discussion on this podcast, well, before I was on, um, <laughs> because standards have dropped. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the 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 uh, it is very different, and it it was interesting to have a group of guys that review games for fun rather than a job, because it does change the dynamic of it. Um, I know people get tired of hearing the Overwatch minute. Which turns out to be like more like five minutes, and I don't play Overwatch, so I understand your pain. Because <laughs> I don't the hot shit. But anything, How about those Hanzo up. changes? Am I right? Fucking, which characters like the spy? That one. Okay, yeah. Oh, um, 
GF2. I don't know, seriously. And and the costumes are great, and I really, I, I'm not, I don't care. I got Anyways, my loot boxes. But my point <laughs> is that it, it comes off as legitimate enjoyment of video games, because it is, and that's what makes this podcast a bit different. When I talk negatively about a game, I want everyone to be clear that it's never, like, enjoyment I, I never want to enjoy disliking a video game. I think the lowest review I've given is still um, a way out. Might be Detective Pikachu. I go into those games wanting to enjoy them. I never want to go into a game being like, "Oh, it's this because it's not." I'm not jaded like that. This is for fun. I do this for fun. It, it's it's nice to have writing credit as well, but like that's a different thing altogether. Um, but I like talking about video games. It's something I enjoy doing. And um, hearing guys talk like how I want to talk about video games is what drew me to this podcast, which drew me to the uh, website to read the reviews and all that. So it does make a big difference when you listen to those other podcasts. Um, but I don't think being paid for it's necessarily how I want to do it because then priorities change, I suppose. Yeah, when you start and, and, when you start getting paid, that's when things change. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a weird thing to say, but like, yeah, that's a big difference between this podcast and others. Is that this is purely for amusement, um, and I, we think we fail on a daily basis to amuse our audience, but that's fine. I, no, I, I, I fail on a daily basis. I, know I, I, I feel like uh, I am slightly jaded. I'm jaded the fact that Nino Kuni is a bad game, and I hate it. <laughs> and and, and, right. and, and, and Ryan, if Ryan were here, he'd tell you that Breath of the Wild is the worst, worst game ever made. The um, hell no, is I mean, that? That's, that's, like a personal, that's a personal jaded. That's not a, I'm tired of reviewing video games. This is, this is shit I've seen before. Yeah. No, this was a, that was a, that was a, I hate this mechanic, and this whole game is built around this system. Yeah. All right. We're going and I will go to I will go to bat anytime somebody tries to defend Alone in the Dark. <laughs> Let me just open my trench coat. The fucking stones, Drew. The fucking stones. Because I'm gonna because it's horrible. All right, let's move on. We're running deep. We still have two more emails and tweets, so let's do this. Let's do uh, this. Number three, hypothetically, if you were given a pink slip to have a sequel for any game to be funded and developed right now, what game series would you choose? Requirement being that there was only one entry for that series so far. I personally would love to see a sequel to Brutal Legend, as I feel Double Fine could really do the world justice given the right funding. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheapen out and say Conquer's bad per day because they technically they only made one. Of yeah, there's no. They made a 3DS. They made a DS or was it Game Boy game? It was a Game Boy game, but that's that was before he changed into yeah, the. Yeah, I want I want bad. I want Dirty Conquer. That's what I yeah. Hmm, that's a hard one. Yeah. Uh. I guess I could say Dead Island too if it's ever going to happen. <laughs> no, nah, they made Dead Island Riptide. I don't care. That's true, but that's I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you one, Drew. Bi- okay. Binary domain. You know what? You're right. Binary domain. Anybody out there who's never played Binary Domain needs to play that game. Big that game goes on sale on PC oh. for like three dollars sometimes. It is so cool. I love that, that game. game. Is so cool. Sega needs to make that backward compatible on the Xbox One. I'll play it again. They gave it away for free on yep. some service. Yep. 
on 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 PC for Steam. It was on PS3. It was on PS3's uh, PlayStation Plus too at one point. There you go. Yeah, that's that's a game that everybody should uh, play. It's really really cool. I I guess mine just out of like pulling one out of my ass because I as soon as that I had to choose a game that's only had one in the series. Uh, there's a game for the DS called uh, Monster Tale, which is uh, like a, again a Metroidvania. Um, really unique system of having to like evolve the monster to do different things, though, depending on like the way it fought and you raised it. Really cool game. Love to see a sequel to that. Uh, that's just one that I could like look over and see on my shelf. So there, Monster Tale. Hey, uh, another one for me would be um, Prince of Persia 2008. Ooh, okay, yep, jumping on that one. That that's- game ended on a cliffhanger, and then they went and did the Jake Gyllenhaal. Forgotten game. Sands, yeah. I, I, I really like the design of the prints in that game. I like the world. Um, that was a really neat game. There was a technical like prequel on the DS that wasn't very good. Um, and you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna have another one. Minute. I'd like to see a second Minute, because that's one of my favorite games of this year. Still early. Maybe you'll get it. All right. <laughs> I'd like to call it two minutes. Two minutes. Uh, next email comes from Antonio. It says, Sup, got the end of this email had me fucking rolling, by the way. Uh, so guys, I've been playing Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls this past week, so as you can tell, I've had a very emotional month so far. <laughs> I'm one emotion. of those that actually enjoyed Heavy Rain, so it's nice revisiting the game after eight years. It is my first time playing through Two Souls, which I can see many people didn't favor as much as Heavy Rain. Besides that, I was wondering if there are segments you guys hated, disliked, and games you enjoyed. A few examples would be the library chapter in Halo, running from elevator to elevator while fighting the flood on each floor. Never been a fan of large, slow-moving elevator segments in general. A couple more would be constantly captured in Far Cry 5 and the first-person segment in Splinter Cell Blacklist. Finally, happy Mother's Day to all the women out there. If you, if any of you are listening, which I highly doubt, I want you to take note from my uncle. Quote, if you ain't moaning, then you ain't boning. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> well, there goes that Mother's Day wish. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Uh, a game that I love that there's sections of that I hate. Uh, anytime I'm playing Overwatch and I get Blizzard World, or I get Horizon Lunar Colony, or if I get Junker Town. You had to, you had to throw in an Overwatch. So, so maps, okay. Yeah. Um. Anytime I have to fight on those maps, I hate them. I really don't like Rialto either. Could I just say, um... Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I lo- spent... That was I, a great version of that sound effect. I knew what you are doing right away. <laughs> fuck Iceman and Elecman's levels. Oh, shit. Just, just, just... Oh, that sound! Like that sound could be my alarm in the morning, and it would wake me up in a cold sweat. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I got one. Dragon Age Origins. When you're in the Fade, that part where you have to go to the Fade and you have to get all your party members back. Oh yeah, that part sucked. That part was horrible, and I absolutely love Dragon Age. Yeah, and you could spend a lot of time in there, too. Yeah, it's like three hours. <sighs> All right. 
Dustin sent in an email titled Stay Lit, Fam. Oh, God. It says, what's up, family? It's your boy, Dustin. Kept you waiting, huh? I'm just playing, fam. Just just, just (laughs) roll the cursor over to that email and hit delete. (laughs) But seriously, when's the ZTGD street team to fill in those tweets when I'm gone? You guys got to get your grind to tweet some knowledge to our hosts. Speaking of hosts, I noticed we had a new guy, Tony, right? (laughs) I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh, don't admit it. Don't admit your dad's a better gamer than you. It ruined your street cred. But uh, at least hey, <laughs> hey, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here if you didn't own a Master System. That was the first console I played. That's right, a Sega Master System. And the first RPG I ever played was Wonder Boy Three: The Dragon's Trap. Oh, right, my favorite game ever. Don't give me that shit. He's allowed to be better than me because he's been playing games since the fucking. Oh God! I'm this, not going to reveal his age. I'm just, I'm um, just going to tell yeah. you right now. This email just keeps going. But at least he's better than thought in the UK. T H O T. By the way, that hoe over there. Um, as for what be- the hell is going on? I just, I'm going to keep going, Drew. There's still about half an email left. As God for, damn it! Speak English already. <laughs> as for B J, I shortened the bottom side J, fam. You went on a major rage burst a couple weeks ago. I just wanted four games. You're putting way too much thought into it. You got to get on those <laughs> Namaste vibes and chill. <laughs> This podcast used to be God tier, but then Gambus left, and you lost major clout. I'm thinking it's the Overwatch talk that drove him away. Gotta pump the brakes a bit, fam. Uh, I played some Dark Souls Remaster Network test. Very clean. I killed the gargoyles on the first try, too. Your guy has skills, fam. I know my boy Drew will be gone all month, having a lit time getting hitched. Have a great time. Respect. Well, break time's over. Can you hear me cringing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, break time's over. Back to the grind, fam. Keep up the good work. And street team, get to chirping. Get to chirping. Get to chirping. Just chirping, chirping. Let's do some Twitter. Lates, magnates. Uh, Shiva Shankar says, How do fellas hope all is well and dandy with you all? Two things. Anthony, welcome to the ZTGD family. Thank um, you. Number two, I'm, I drew you're going to fucking... You're going to crack up. Number two, could you please ask the princess of your country to ask Gambus Khan to make an appearance on the show again? Have a good show, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the princess. Uh, had long live the princess. Oh, the princess <laughs> is in another in the country. Royal pudding. <laughs> the princess is in another country. Well, I was about to say, I mean, Anthony should know her. Yeah, everybody knows everybody up there, right? Yeah. <laughs> who, is the, who is the princess of Canada? Uh, <laughs> Rubber Band Man says I need some recommendations after God of War Nothing seems worthy at the moment Hashtag okay. help me You know I play Overwatch. I'm going to be real honest with you I felt the same way after finishing God of War It was so hard to start a new game Because it, 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 well, it was really really good Is um and then I did. I, I did exactly like what. Yeah, I did like what Drew said. I, I went back to my my staples. I played some Overwatch. I played some uh, Madden, uh, some Injustice. Just kind of you know clear my palate back to video games, and then I was able to start Swords of Ditto, and I felt good. I would say uh, uh, Divinity Original Sin's pretty good. Yeah, don't start that after God of War. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So it's, it's like saying we're going to start Crusader Kings right after God of War. Yeah. All right. What the hell? I don't know. Something just That's, popped up. Yep. 
that's how I felt about that other email, by the way. Oh, God, not this. All right. Um, <laughs> Mookie says, Happy Mother's Day. Now go out there and let, uh, let them know you care. Uh, Dustin also tweeted and said, The Switch's online system is no bueno. That's Spanish for no good, fam. <laughs> <laughs> and our last tweet, perfect end of the Mother's Day episode, Tate says, Say hello to your mothers for me. Word to your mother. Get lit, fam. Oh, Get lit, AF. <laughs> Bye. I don't think Drew was on that episode where I had to I had to Google what thought was. <laughs> I was not on that episode. Somebody called me that in Overwatch. They asked me if I had zero tolerance for thoughts. And I was like, I need to know what this is before I reply. So I had to Google it. And apparently it stands for that hoe over there. There. I okay. I didn't know that. I was not lit, fam. Thanks, Urban Dictionary. Yeah, right? <clears throat> Without Urban Dictionary, I wouldn't be hip at all. But we're still not hip. I was going to say, I was waiting on somebody to say that. I'm just saying. Right, yeah. So anyway, that's the end of the show. Mm, that's Mother's cool. Day. If you didn't say Happy Mother's Day to your mother yesterday, if you didn't call her or bring her a card, you're a shitty individual. Go do that right now. I'm going to go cook for mine. You do that. I'm a shitty individual. You shitty individual. Anyway, if you want to follow us on the Twitter... You can follow Drew. And why would you? At DML Fury. <laughs> you can follow Anthony at Intersect. All letters, no vowels. Get in that. That's lit, fam. That's. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me at ZTGD. You can follow the site at ZTGD Content and the podcast at N4G Podcast. If you want to shoot us an email, which you should, because they're they're lit, they're lit AF. You can send those to podcast at ZTGD.com. Drew, when is Phoenix Down coming back? Uh. Later, I June, don't know. June, July. It will probably be this month. Um, in May, really? Yeah, uh, probably the last week of the month. Okay, so it will actually be in June because the last Friday of that month is June first. Okay, well there you go, June first. Yeah. Maybe, but it's what we're shooting for. I'm. It, Matt's actually going to be down here with me. Uh, he's coming to the wedding, so. Um, you guys going to record in the same room? That'd be that'd be cool. That would be interesting. Nah, I think we may just like short do like a short video or something like that and put on the the Phoenix Down Twitter. Nice. And just I'll just uh I'll just have uh, we'll do like a a selfie video and I'll say it's lit fam AF. <laughs> it's like teaching your grandfather Lates magnates the, the 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 urban slang, and then he just runs with it too far, and you're just. You regret every decision that you've made in life. That's what I'm feeling right now. Is, like someone we're, we're streets ahead of this, man. Is this <sighs> is this magnate's thing? Is this something new I need to get in on? No, it was a um, it was something I saw on a cringe post one time where this guy was like definitely cringing. Yeah, it was like this guy was like saying just random stuff to this girl trying to flirt with her. Actually, before we leave, I want to do that. You want you want to flirt with me? Magnates. There it is. Lates Magnates. I'm just going to read this to you. Uh, um, <clears throat> it is a text message conversation. It says, Hey, Grace, you sure seem sweet. What's a girl like you up to these days? You know, like, how you doing? Hopefully, you're having a great time. 
you know, like living life to the fullest, am I right? Anyway, get back to this little guy if you feel like shooting the talky talk. I'm a go right or am I go right, baby? Let well totes my goats, baby chili flake, sizzling spitter and sputter and spicy and spatter. Anyways, baby, totes my goats, message baby, chili flake, lates magnates. And then the person responds with Jesus Christ. I don't I did you just summon Candyman? I don't <laughs> You know, I, I think I did. I don't know what just happened just I, now. Candyman, uh Beelzebub and Beetlejuice just showed up. I, I think so. <laughs> and somehow the call was made to Cthulhu. Yep. I don't I don't know what this world's come to, but I will say that I roll oh, my eyes in the back of my head very much at Twitter. Sometimes I wonder if they're speaking English and I just I just stepped out of the room or something like they added new words. I don't know. I don't know. But that's the show. I don't know either. I'm just getting old, Drew. Everybody wish me luck. You good you good luck. When this, we will record be, this, this will be the last time you speak to me. This is the last time on the podcast that Drew will be here that we're actually recording that he is not uh, in wedlock. Yes. This is it. This so is the last name. time he's here. Okay. Last last podcast of freedom, Drew. Yep. Last podcast of freedom. Wow, that's crazy. I know, right? Yeah. It's not even a week. It's not nope. even a week. Six days from now, I will be a married man. Oh, my God. Perfect. So, so next week, when we send a bunch of people to flood your Twitter. <laughs> With uh, condolences yeah. messages, of course. Just everybody do drop the sickest slang you possibly can. Drop the yeah. dopest beats and rhymes on Drew's timelines. Okay. Anyway, that's it for the show. Be sure to join us next week. We'll be uh, we'll have twelve Oops. minutes of silence for Drew Leachman. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it at yep. the end of the show. So I'll be playing taps on <laughs> on the kazoo. <laughs> I would pay money for somebody to play ta- play taps on a kazoo. I would. <laughs> Otherwise, we out. See you later, fam. Lates magnates. Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Epic fail. Welcome to the N4G Podcast. This is going to be a very interesting episode. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio lair. The Play games, not consoles. No bad boys allowed. And then I, and then I killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.